The PlayStation Showcase has come and gone, and the consensus is virtually unanimous. It was a very weak showing, and fans of PlayStation are outraged, angry, disappointed. There's a whole host of reactions happening right now. Some are calling it bad. Some are calling it trash. I actually wouldn't go so far as to say that it was garbage or that it was trash, but I was disappointed for a variety of reasons. And before you say you overhyped it or it's the gamer's fault, they overhyped it. I don't think any of my expectations were that unreasonable after so much silence from Sony. When you skip 2022 and sandbag an entire showcase, I expect a lot of info and updates from first-party studios. Beyond that, there's a list of actual valid criticisms for how this was handled and what was shown. I'm going to leave room for other big announcements to take place during Summer Game Fest, but that really doesn't have any bearing on the actual showcase itself. For now, I want to primarily focus on the showcase and I put all the good information at the beginning in the form of a monologue, and then I discuss it with a live audience. So it's a longer video because it is a live stream. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button if you like this kind of content. The PlayStation Showcase was supposed to usher in Phase 2 of the PS5, and instead it was more of a great upcoming video game showcase rather than a great Sony showcase. With a smattering of indie titles, multi-platform, third-party games, and a severe lack of first-party studio presence, it left many fans confused, angry, and disappointed. I want to be fair to the showcase and acknowledge there was some good things that were shown. It was actually had it had some good things in it but I really want to walk through the bad because I think the bad undercut some of the good things and they didn't quite land as strong as they could have if the show would have been more balanced I also want to ask again for the second time where is phase two everything got off to a rocky start in 2020 and 2021 and this was supposed to be ushering in a new era and it just didn't I also want to draw a conclusion. I want to theorize about why did Sony play it so safe? Why did they keep their cards so close to their chest? Many expected this to be the death blow to Xbox, and instead it felt more like a layup to give Xbox a stronger showcase in June. However, there could be a strategic angle with focusing on third-party multi-plat games coming this year. I'm trying to look at this from all angles, even though I thought the show fell far below what I expected. So I'm going to walk through the good, the bad, where's phase two, and then give you my sort of conclusion and theory as to what in the world is Sony doing. So up first, the good. I do not want to be doomsday. I don't want to claim that the show was a disaster or a complete flop. There was a decent amount of good things in the showcase first, and the most obvious was Spider-Man 2. The introduction of Kraven was a nice touch. It definitely tricked me at first. I was ready to storm the castle. I was very disappointed at the end of the showcase. I was like, you have one more game to show? Really? Like, where is everybody? And then the Spider-Man 2 trailer opens up, and I thought, are they showing a different game? Are they... If they don't show Spider-Man 2, I'm going to be pretty upset. They wasted no time showing off the new abilities, and this is exactly what I was hoping for. In light of the symbiote rumors, 
Warriors, I said, you know, it'd be a great way to give Spidey a bunch of new abilities, new skill tree. That's a way to ratchet the game up. And they really did, I think, a great job. The animations look spectacular with that suit on Peter. And they also did a great job of upgrading Traversal when they showed Miles. I even talked about this. I said, oh, well, maybe they'll do a Spider-Verse thing and you can teleport forward when you're zipping through the city because swinging through the city is amazing, but it can get a little bit long in the tooth. Miles is all but flying through the city and they have a blog post. I'm going to have an upload about this. They're actually harnessing the power of the SSD and the PS5 to make that possible. So very impressive. The the combat, the movement, the city, the lighting, the textures have all been upgraded. Many are claiming they don't see a difference and I've kind of gotten used to this. The same people said that when Horizon Forbidden West debuted and God of War Ragnarok and when you make actual comparisons of those games to their predecessors, the upgrades are undeniable. I think too many people watch live streams and forget that they're watching something that's going through compression. When you go back later and watch it on 4K, the differences are remarkable. I thought the same thing with Jedi Survivor, and then I saw a side-by-side comparison of the original game to the new game, and the uptick was incredible. I'm sort of done with empty narratives that get destroyed as soon as a game comes out and the breakdowns happen. Another good showing was Phantom Blade Zero. In what they describe as Kung Fu Punk, uh, it looked like a very fast-paced and artistically driven game. However, no release date, so it did one thing right, showed off great gameplay, but then no release date, just coming to PS5. Helldivers was there, Helldivers 2. I thought it had a nice showing. The gameplay looks fun. I think the graphics actually look impressive for that kind of game. I think these kind of games are fun. It's good to see PlayStation getting into the more shooter-oriented, you know, boot up on a Friday night and shoot some aliens with your buddies. I think those games have a place. The Starship Troopers game, the Aliens game, the Fireteam game. I think there's room for games like this, and it's nice to see PlayStation PlayStation giving it a showing and again it, I thought it looked good graphically for a game that just looks like sort of a party night with the boys honestly I enjoyed seeing the indies there but I'm gonna bring the indies back up when I get to the bad section of the video I have nothing against showing indies. I think it's great, okay? Xbox does it, PlayStation does it. I love indies being included. I'm going to talk more about why the indies didn't land particularly well when I get to the bad section of this video. The MGS trailer was awesome. I thought they paced it well. It's a shame that the leaks took all the punch out of the reveal. Historically, a trailer like that Metal Gear Solid trailer would have been an enormous moment. It would have been a shock around the world but when everybody's sort of waiting for it it feels just like a checkbox because we were knowing that it was coming it just doesn't hit the same it's just really unfortunate that the leaks take away punch from moments like that because that was one of the bigger moments of the showcase and it didn't land in a very strong way for a lot of people because we knew that it was coming I also think that while Foam Stars, the game that looked like Splatoon with soap (laughs) and foam, that's not a game that I will enjoy. I won't play it. My kiddos will probably love it. I bet you my daughter will love it. I actually think it has a big chance to be a hit in Japan. Splatoon is very popular in markets outside of America. It's actually pretty popular in America as well. And if they can tap into that market and get those, those types of gamers that enjoy that type of game, it could be a very, very big title. I actually think it's good to see PlayStation landing titles outside of what they're typically known 
known for. It's kind of funny to me. Everyone gives them grief about just making movie games, and then when they show indies or Japan or anime-based games for an audience that might be a little bit different than those of us in the West, people get really mad. It's always kind of funny to me. We have to consider that PlayStation is a global market, and their Japanese audience watches these showcases as well. They make up a large portion of the PS5 player base, so when you see games that are more anime-based or even something like Foam Stars, it just might not be for you. Many times going to these showcases, I remind people, hey, not every game is going to be something that you're interested in. I always anticipate being excited for about half of the games. I think that's a fair expectation. Yeah, I'll probably care about about half of these games, and the other half are going to be games I'll never install. It was good to see AC Mirage there. It's a multi-plat game. I'm going to give a theory about why Sony showed so many third-party multi-platform games like what's what's the angle here sony what are you doing then the psvr2 i thought was a solid showing six titles some very recognizable they got to shadow drop beat saber look look, people are going to try to count vr out but i think you're mistaken dropping beat saber like that that's a big win for anybody who bought the vr the vr has still not hit retailers it's getting ready to hit retailers it launched in the slowest quarter of the year and surpassed the psvr1 and that was only available on playstation's web website i think they're primed and ready to really put a lot of weight behind the psvr2 i was disappointed that there was not a companion vr spider-man game i really thought they were going to try to do something like that a lot of the people who claimed they had inside information were making it seem like something like that was coming listen i'm just going to say it here off script just totally off cuff a lot of you insiders suck and people should just unfollow you and stop listening to you you're part of the reason so much of this showcase was disappointing your information and leaks are more suspect than your motives all right that's just a little side rant the psvr2 does i think have a good start and it was good to show those games last and this is not least in my mind some people still don't understand why this is even being made i told you that i thought that it was real i said i think this thing will likely be a big hit in the japanese market the playstation handheld yes it exists i told you that it was real i I, when we saw the leaks about the lcd screens being made for a new console i said listen man that thing is coming and it's not going to make any sense to americans a lot of a western world is going to be like why on earth would i want that device when you look at gaming on the go in the asian market you look at the wi-fi infrastructure of the japanese market in particular this thing will likely be a huge hit i still don't understand Why a device with internet baked into it isn't going to be a cloud gaming device since so much of PS Plus has old games on the cloud. I'm I'm lost as to why they're doing that. Maybe there's technical reasons, infrastructure reasons, I don't know. But I firmly believe this thing will sell well and it really is, I think, pointing to PlayStation's success with accessories in their webcast that they did. It's very clear they are cementing the idea that they're committed to the PlayStation 5 being a premier console with a host of accessory options. You've got the PSVR 2, the Edge controller, more headphones, the earbuds, and now they've got a handheld. So people want to count all that out. Again, just because something's not for you doesn't mean that it's a dumb idea or a waste of time. Like so many things in the showcase, we just have to remember, not everything's going to land on us. Now, the last thing I'm going to mention, 
and this is sort of in the good and the bad, the live service games. I include it because it was good to have announcements like Marathon and good to see gameplay from Helldivers too. But so much of the trailers had no gameplay. I'm okay with cinematic announcements. They did that with Wolverine. They did that with Spider-Man 2, okay? That's totally fine. But this is going to be my transition into the bad part because, boy, did they miss the mark in this showcase. First things first, where were the first-party studios? Where were they, okay? You had all these people tweeting Project Awakening, Sony Bend, a Bend studio. They were all posturing as if they were going to be there. Unfortunately, I went back and forth with a guy from Bend Studio. It was very cordial and polite, but I was like, with all due respect, Bend Studio tweeted the day the showcase was announced about their 30th anniversary saying they can't wait to show us what's next, and then PlayStation retweeted it. You're making it seem like you're going to be there. How could you not see that? Then you got Insomniac tweeting about Sunset Overdrive and Resistance days before the event. Quit messing with people. I don't like how Sony handles their marketing. They did similar things with Ragnarok. They're just quiet. They're cheeky. They wink. They hint. And it's just like, are we going to get any information? And then no first party presence virtually at all during this showcase. I think four first party studios were there. Three of them showed CGI trailers. Okay, again, you can get away with that with Spider-Man and Wolverine, but when I don't have any clue what your game is, like Concord and even Marathon, we got to go somewhere else to get the info. Art direction for Marathon, on point, looks excellent, big callback for many people, but we have no idea what the game is going to be. PvP, sort of, we think. I mean, that's a fair assumption. When you have 23 studios actively working on projects and you don't have a showcase for two years, I expect some type of update or announcement from just a couple of them, okay? You you have to establish confidence that your studios have some stuff in the oven. Honestly, if just two big studios would have been there with teasers or trailers or some type of an announcement, it would have made a huge difference. Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine were big announcements, and they were just cinematic trailers. You don't have any of that right now? This is the ground that I'm going to put all of the bad stuff on. The lack of first party. And it's going to make sense, okay? Let's talk about indies. I already mentioned the indies. It's great to show them. It's totally fine to have indie games in your showcase. PlayStation, Xbox, everybody does it. I always find it irritating when the audience is super dismissive of indie titles, okay? We're having a, a, a resurgence of indie games, and a lot of them are amazing, okay? But those indie games become a drag when your first party presence is so lacking by the end everybody looks back and they sneer at the indies why so many indies listen i don't think that happens if you pace your showcase well and you leave room for big announcements in the second half everybody kind of forgets the indies no offense indies we love you but if you have a bunch of big announcements in the second half of your showcase nobody looks back on the showcase and says oh why all these stupid indies They only do that when there's this giant glaring vacancy in your showcase. Second, multi-platform titles. 
Xbox wasted no time tweeting out an image of 12 games that are also coming to their platform from this showcase. I'll be honest. I like that energy from Xbox. I want to see some fight. I want to see some punch back, Xbox. Okay? Phil Spencer's interview kind of looked like you were rolling over. This was good energy. I kind of liked it. Keep in mind... I have a whole theory about why Sony showed those 12 particular titles. You Xbox guys are probably not going to like that theory, okay? This was definitely part of what was bad and disappointing. Keep in mind, the undercurrent of my point is the lack of first party. All those multi-platform games are exciting. They look great. It's totally fine to include them in your showcase. You can do that. Many people do. Hey, Xbox guys keep the same energy okay tally up all those multi-platform titles during the xbox showcase okay keep that same energy i'm going to i'm taking sony to task for it i'll take xbox to task for it okay if you balance things out with your own property and your own announcements it doesn't seem weird that you have so many multi-platform games it doesn't even have to be an even trade, okay? That's not an expectation that I think is fair from Sony or Xbox. There's always going to be way more multi-platform games and indies coming out than big first-party games. That's totally fine. If you show 12 multi-platform third-party titles, I don't expect 12 big first-party bangers to also be shown. That's not what I'm saying. If you have 12 maybe show three big first party games even it out space it out make it feel like i'm watching a playstation showcase and not just a video game showcase the other aspect of this is why the show was so weak there was so much cgi and not enough gameplay three of the four first party studios that were there just had cgi trailers and listen you can do that again you can do that with wolverine but when that's basically all you show us is a cgi trailer, we don't even know what it is that the show kicked off with that game that's like a heist game i have no idea what kind of game that is looked kind of cool neat art style but it was just a cinematic you can do that with wolverine because it's Wolverine. You you can do that with Spider-Man 2 because it's a sequel. That's basically just confirming, hey, more is coming. Like, I don't know, a cinematic of Ghost of Tsushima 2. That game could be two years away or three years away. When Wolverine was shown, it's like three years from its launch date. And we all got excited, right? A Ghost of Tsushima 2 cinematic trailer wouldn't have been criticized because we know what it is. We, we know what to anticipate to some degree. This is something gamers have been asking for. Don't announce 10 games with zero release dates. Well, the good thing is there were a lot of release dates in this showcase, or at least release windows. There was a lot of 2023, all right? Seeing a lot of the 2023 was actually a little concerning. We're like halfway through 2023. We're practically in June, and you don't know your release dates yet? I am concerned that a lot of those 2023s are going to turn into 2024s. The lack of gameplay was sort of the imbalance, though. It's great to be like, hey, these games are all right around the corner. It's good to see those quick turnaround launches. But without gameplay, you're just dialing in another showcase trope that gamers are tired of. They're sick of it. If you have a handful of cinematic trailers, that's fine. But when most of the trailers feel like they're just cinematics with no gameplay, it feels like we're being sort of strung along. And this leads to my question. 
where is phase two I'm not going to hold PlayStation to an expression that was used by Jeff Grubb, which Jeff Grubb, you got some splaining to do. What the frick was this? Like all the, they're all ready now. It's going to be a massive showcase, a massive showcase of what other games that aren't even under PlayStation's banner. I thought all the studios weren't ready and now they were ready to talk. What? What studios? What were they ready to do? Show a CGI trailer? Like, how hard is that to cook up? G-Mini Christmas. This does not at all sound like what Jeff Grubb was talking about. And what he said kind of made sense. I'm not going to hold PlayStation to his predictions, but we all got started slow. Everybody started slow because of 2020 and 2021. It was rough for distribution. It was rough for hardware. It was rough to ship games. Now was the time to step things up. We should be turning the corner. It's almost like, well, things were slow in 2021 and 2022. Let's just keep that same cadence. Okay, that's not a cadence that is necessarily wrong, but it certainly didn't feel like going silent after all this time would lead to a showcase that is so lopsided. Many people were pushing back and saying, we're still early in the life cycle of the PS5. We're only three years in. Games take time. You're not going to get an argument from me on that. Take your time. Make the games awesome. But you announced Wolverine way in advance. Nobody's mad about that. Who's mad about the Wolverine cinematic trailer? Nobody. It was announced in 2021. It will likely land in 2024. That's three years before we're even going to get to play the game. You couldn't drop a trailer about something coming in 2024? You couldn't drop something for 2025? I understand why they didn't want to show Wolverine. You have Insomniac show up, and they primarily focus on Spider-Man 2. You don't want to step on Spidey's toes. I get that. Two cinematic trailers are kind of equal. A big gameplay showcase for Spidey, there's not really a need to show Wolverine. I'm just using Wolverine as an example. You showed something way before we're going to play it. You have two big titles coming. According to the webcast, there's going to be two major releases or more a year, which means there's two major releases coming next year. Why wouldn't you show them? You don't have a trailer? Now, maybe one of those major releases is Wolverine, which is why we didn't see it, but what else? I am, I'm confident they have games coming. I mean, if you look at the projects, if you look at the number of things being worked on, and even the commentary from the guy from Ben Studio, the games are coming, we'll just see them when they're ready. And that's one of the narratives I'm seeing. Games will show up when they're ready. What do you mean by that? Was Wolverine ready to ship when you ran the announcement trailer? Was Spider-Man 2 ready to ship? No, <laughs> that logic doesn't track with me. The showcase was an obvious sandbag. It felt like they decided to just focus on the immediate future. And listen, that's totally fine if you're doing a showcase every year, if there's been a steady flow of state of plays. I think that's fine to say, hey, this is what's coming in the coming year. I don't have any problem with that. But after all the silence, the narrow focus of the showcase felt like a huge miss. I said, I did a video a month ago called Where is Phase 2? And I said this year felt thin from PlayStation. And I was worried that PlayStation 
might sandbag. They might not feel an urgency to really push hard because Xbox was already struggling. 10 of their 25 titles had not come out yet that were promised, and one had just been confirmed, Forza Motorsport. And it feels like PlayStation really is coasting. They're like, well, we don't need to push a bunch of things out. Our competition is so far behind, we can take it easy. We're in the lead position. All we got this year was that state of play about PSVR 2, which was necessary. I had no problem with that. Then you had Call of the Mountain, Burning Shores. Then there was a state of play about Final Fantasy 16. And now we have Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 to look forward to. Half of those things are either VR or DLC. That doesn't feel like a strong, punchy year after all this waiting, after slow starts in 2020, 2021, and 2022. 2022 was a bit of a ramp up from 2021, but some of that's because they kicked games over into the next year. And listen, this is in line with two or more major releases a year from the webcast, and this leads to my theory about what's going on, okay? What's going on, Sony? None of what I'm about to say is an attempt to cope. I'm sure I'll get clipped out of context and people will say, listen to this Sony pony blaming Xbox. That's not what I'm doing. I wanted more, okay? I think it was fair for me to expect more from the showcase. I'm not defending their choice to sandbag. I'm simply trying to understand why they did it, okay? I don't agree with it. I don't like it. But I'm trying to understand what in the world are you doing, Sony? They just told us in a webcast to expect two or more major releases a year. This means that game cadence and showcases are going to rely heavily on third-party games and indies. Why would Sony do this, right? Why would they rely so heavily on third-party and indies and sort of spread out the cadence of their major releases? I think the answer is simple. They're in the lead by a significant margin. Phil Spencer said it, Xbox can't out-console Sony. With Sony's market saturation, they can hit a cadence of two, maybe three major releases a year, and that's it. They'll supplement with third-party games, VR titles, and indies. You want to know why Sony showed all those multi-platform games? Because they're some of the biggest games coming this year, which means if Xbox shows them, it's going to feel like old news. I thought Xbox's tweet was cheeky, but it's really coming from a weaker position. They're basically saying, hey, us too. (laughs) We're getting those games too. As I said before, the first episode of Mad Men, he's like, if you say your cigarettes are toasted, you said it first. Anybody else that says it feels like they're copying you. Anybody else that says it is in your wake. I honestly wonder if that's what PlayStation's strategy was here. They said, listen, we've only got Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 this year. Let's really land some punches with how many games are coming before anybody else gets to talk. Those who pay attention to Twitter, you're a drop in the bucket compared to the gaming world at large. That's something I think so many of us forget. We're the minority. I have every system in my home. So a PlayStation showcase that's jam-packed full of multi-platform titles is annoying and disappointing. But what percentage of the people watching only have a PS5? Well, how great is the showcase in their eyes? Tons of games coming, lots of different genres, all on their PS5. When you're the market leader, you can play the game differently. 
think about what PlayStation just got to do. They kicked off the E3 time of the year, and they got to announce and show off some of the biggest games coming. The Metal Gear remake, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Immortals of Avium. These are big titles. These are titles people want to play, and they're all firmly planted now within a showcase about PlayStation. To an audience that's not as dialed in as we are, that might actually look pretty impressive. The PlayStation Twitterverse is calling it garbage. They're calling the showcase dog crap. And on one hand, I like seeing PlayStation fans hold Sony accountable because I'm like, listen, we deserved better after all this time. You guys have been so silent. This was not a strong showcase. Demanding better after so much silence is, I think, at some level, totally fair. But I also think that content creators and those who spend all their time on Twitter, we forget who we are. We listen to earnings calls, we watch webcasts, we we comb over sales reports, we debate a giant merger. The average consumer is not doing that, and Sony knows it. They are playing from the front. They're playing from the lead position. It's obvious, and I find it annoying. I am not defending their position or decision. I am not agreeing with what they chose to do. Just because you've got a lead doesn't mean you just get go quiet and not say anything and, and, and lean on all these other pieces of property. They should have done far more to establish the future of the PS5 first party presence. The argument that PlayStation has no games, that's why they didn't show anything, that just falls flat in my mind. They've got so many studios and so many projects in the fire, they're just keeping their cards close to their chest. And just because I understand what they're doing, or maybe why they're doing it doesn't mean that I like it or that I'm defending it. I will allow for one element of pushback. They've got more stuff to show at Summer Game Fest. Great! They better. If this showcase is all they do and then they go silent for a while, including the week of Summer Game Fest and all of the announcements, that's going to be another really bad decision in my mind. If this is the Sony strategy going forward, I'm going to have mixed feelings about it. Taking your time with games, announcing them closer to when they have launch dates, I've been a big advocate for that. But I also can't feel like this is a huge overcorrection. You're allowed to announce games that are one or two years away. All last year, Xbox fans were like, just give us a game, just give us something. And in a similar fashion, I remember looking at Sony and saying, just say something. The silence was deafening. Sadly, they finally did say something. And in my book, it just was not enough. Let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. That's a 28-minute opening monologue I, you know because I feel like there's a lot of moving parts here and you know I, I have to be extra careful because I'll get clipped out of context and called a Sony pony because I truly believe some of the things I just said are playing a huge factor okay first and foremost the PlayStation showcase felt more like a good game showcase rather than a good PlayStation showcase as a gamer when the dust settled I had to be honest with how great this year looks But as a PS5 owner, I was looking for some of that first-party punch. I don't feel doomsday about this. It's not like a sky-is-falling moment. I just think that, once again, Sony's marketing 
is just missing something. Setting expectations is tough when leaks and rumors get blurred with reality. So much of what people were expecting to see is thanks to all of these bogus insiders out here. But going forward, I think Sony needs to do a much better job with setting their own expectations and shut these insiders up. Ben Studio should have immediately been like, we're so glad you're excited to hear more from us, but we're not going to be at the showcase. Insomniac got in front of the co-op rumors that were spreading about Spider-Man 2 because that old you know, interview with the voice actor for Miles all of a sudden started making the rounds. There's nothing wrong with getting in front of expectations. Project Awakening could have done the same thing. Hey, 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 we were just retweeting the showcase. We're not going to be there, okay? Maybe even say, here's everything that's going to be there. I know you like to leave this mystery gap of like, well, we want people to tune in, but expectations ran wild on this one. And a lot of that's Sony's fault. They were silent for a long time. I said just yesterday, they got big shoes to fill and those shoes are their own making. When you don't do anything for that long, expectations are going to run high. The second thing. I know this isn't going to land on everyone, but I do think the PSVR 2 showing and the handheld were good decisions. It showed a continued effort to make the PS5 a premium console. Oftentimes, showcases like this are criticized simply because somebody's like, I don't want that or I don't like that. And that's why balance is so important. The indie games, the third-party multi-plats, the VR games, even the handheld announcement, they would have landed stronger if first party was there to keep things on an even key heel that's how sony needs to picture this it's not that you can't announce vr indies or multi-platform titles it's that they fall in a more weakened state if you don't have some first party to kind of lift things up you don't have to have gameplay to make an announcement that's that's just such a weird idea that oh we couldn't show anything because they're not ready conclusion sony just sent a loud and clear message to many of its fans We're going to talk when we're ready to talk, and we're going to say what we want to say. And a small part of me respects it, like the confidence, the strategy, playing from the front, playing from a lead position, but for the most part, I'm disappointed. When you're silent for as long as they were, you needed to bring the heat, and it ended up feeling pretty lukewarm. Because as I said, this was a good video game showcase, but it actually ended up being a pretty poor PlayStation showcase. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. Make sure you are smashing the like button. Make sure you are on live chat so you can see what everybody's saying. If you hit subscribe, you can talk in my chat. I know there are 18 different vantage points and viewpoints on this. People thought it was garbage. People thought it was terrible. People thought it was a trash heap. I'm calling it weak. It was just weak, and it's weak in light of how long they have been silent, right? If they were doing a showcase every year, this wouldn't have been so bad. It would have been like, oh, here's everything that's coming in the next, you know, 10 to 11 months. And instead, it felt like, wait a minute, why'd we wait all this time for this? Eddie Rodriguez with two months of memberships. Thank you so much. Umfada with a $5 super chat tip. It was a fast break layup, but it gives a reason to ask. Can they still dunk? I mean, the reality is, honestly, 
when you're playing from a position of power, let's get the member goal up here. By the way, you guys are actually really close to making me shave my beard. Massive day yesterday. Uh, I'll give you a member count here in just a moment for those that are interested. Listen, we've seen this in sports. My wife and I used to watch those stupid singing competition shows. I, I saw it in those too. When you're playing from the lead position, dude, you can coast and it's annoying. I remember watching shows like The Voice. I don't watch shows like this anymore. But I remember watching shows like The Voice. And the person who was the clear runaway leader for the show would play it safe and just sing some boring song. And you know what would happen? They'd sometimes get voted off. They didn't take the big enough risk. They didn't make the big enough splash. And we've seen it with sports teams, right? Oh, yeah. We're playing from the front. We're playing from the lead. And they coast. And they coast. And I feel like Sony is playing from that lead position. It was like, this didn't feel aggressive. This didn't feel like a heavy-hitting showcase. It felt like, a, yeah, well, we're in the lead. So here's a bunch of multi-platform titles. We have more consoles in circulation, so we're going to sell a bundle of these multi-plats, right? Like, we're going to make a ton of money off these. I just, I don't like it as a strategy. I was annoyed the whole time for the most part. Shattered Glass with a $5 super chat tip. I saw four or five games that are day one buys for me. VR kind of sucks, but third parties are dope too. And they should only talk when they have something. That's the part I don't agree with. Who got mad when they announced Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine in 2021? Who got mad about that? Who? I I wasn't mad. It was exciting. DK Bager with the gifted member and my man John L. Brokey with a gifted member kicking things off and putting us at two members already out of the 25. Every 25 I give five. This thing hit huge numbers yesterday. A $2 tip from John L. Brokey. No Spider-Man 2 release date and no 2024 first part. The no Spider-Man release date doesn't. That's the one thing that doesn't bother me. They did the same thing with Ragnarok. They did the same thing with Horizon Forbidden West. The, the pattern is you get the release date pretty close. Like they don't they don't do this they don't do this whole yeah here's gameplay and the release date. They do the gameplay, get everybody excited, and then they'll do a release date reveal in the future. They they've done that with the last two titles. I I don't think that's a I don't think that's a worrying thing. That's the one thing where I like I wasn't worried. I was like, oh yeah, that, that's what they've done with the last two big titles. So that's that's not a that's not bizarre. They're not breaking pattern, I should say. Mark Taco with nine months of memberships. Do you think they're underestimating Xbox? I don't know about that. I, you know, if listen, when you have as many projects as they have, when you have as many third party relationships as they have. I think that's why you can coast like this, right? Yeah, you guys are 375 members away from the beard shave. 375 members away. Uh, Derek says, serious question. Could this be a rope-a-dope strategy? Make this mid or or, or comparable to Xbox? Bunch of uproar. Going to Summer Game Fest looking weak and then steal the show. That's the other thing. It's like, there is no way that they don't say anything at Summer Game Fest. They will look crazy weak if that's what they do. Now, the one thing, Sam, Kaido, or Kato, thank you for gifting a member. When I see a white badge gifting members, I get really excited. That's somebody who just got a membership recently and they're already gifting members. That's amazing. You guys are so, so generous. Listen, if they don't say anything during Summer Game Fest, that's going to look extremely weak to me. I think it's just going to look really weak. It's like, what are you doing? You, you can't go quiet the entire time. Now, I do think, listen to me, 
I think they did those multi-plats on purpose. If Microsoft has any of those games in their showcase, everyone's going to say, we already heard about this, right? I've covered these conferences for, what, seven or eight years now, and that always happens. Whoever gets to show the trailer first, if that trailer shows up anywhere else, if that game shows up anywhere else, you know what people are going to say? I've already seen this. Yawn. We already know about this. Move it along. Look at what happened to Final Fantasy 16 in the showcase. So many people were like, yeah, we already know about this. We are. We already know about this. We've already heard about this. Uh, Claymore with a $10 super chat. I'm excited for the 2023 lineup. Final Fantasy 16, Spider-Man 2, Helldivers 2, but was expecting phase two gameplay reveals, not CG trailers. That's why I'm disappointed. Thank you for the $10 tip. And I think that's fair. It's like, okay, you guys set up the rest of the year. Awesome. Helldivers was a nice surprise. It's good to see Sony break out of what they're typically accused of, right? Third person action adventure games. No, that's a, it's a third person shooter. And it's like a multiplayer game with buddies. It looks really fun. I like seeing that break, but it's like, okay, you set up the rest of the year, What, what, what's after? And I just feel like they don't care. They're like, no, nah, we don't need to tell you what's next. We don't need to tell you what's next. We don't need to tell you the Spider-Man release day. We don't. And that's why I'm irritated. It's like, I know you guys are playing from the front, but what the frick? Like, that was disappointing as heck. Brett Williams with a renewal. The past few TLU announcements have been at Summer Games Fest, and considering TLU multiplayer will also be a PC, I bet it'll be at Jeff's show. There are people speculating that TLU Factions is at Summer Game Fest. I've heard that multiple times. Nerd Mother gifting a membership, and it goes to Joe Mac. Thank you so much, Nerd Mother, uh, for doing that. Let me switch scenes so I can update the member count for one of the times all we need. There's 1,100 people here, right? If like half of you gift one member, just one, it's five bucks. If half of you do it, I got to shave my face. That'll be so many members. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Deadly Dad with 20 months and it's a VIP. I bet they didn't want to completely show their entire hand before Summer Game Fest. They were holding back to have something significant to blow us out of the water. I mean... Yeah, maybe. Here's the problem with that. Listen, listen. Let's say right now, hypothetically, they've got two or three bangers for Summer Game Fest. All right. Okay. That doesn't defend the showcase. It doesn't. It doesn't defend the showcase. This was a PlayStation showcase. And it felt like a video game showcase. That's a problem. Now, I'll be fair, I'll be fair. The Metal Gear Solid trailer would have hit like a stick of dynamite instead of a firecracker because we were all expecting it. It didn't hit with the same punch. These leakers really robbed that moment. But that wouldn't have saved the showcase. That wouldn't have saved the showcase, okay? It would have helped it a little bit, but not much. Yo, thank you, DS Wick, for a gifted member. Thank you, Lorenzo, for a gifted member. Here it comes. Come on. Single member gifted member train. Let's do it. Just one at a time. Singles. Let's just go singles. Bam, bam, bam. Two coming in, taking us to six. You can do it. The showcase is much more important than Summer Game Fest. I 100% agree. Read my earlier super chat. I, I can't see it. It's been pushed. Has it been pushed out of chat? It's been pushed out of chat. Homie, God love you. If you do a super chat during my my opening monologue, I'm never going to see it. I do an opening monologue that's like 20 to 30 minutes. M's Odyssey with $2. M's Odyssey, say it again. You don't have to do another super chat. Just say it again and I'll read it. I am sorry about that. 
You, you can't do it during the monologue. I won't see it. Another gifted member from DK Baker. Another gifted member from Kaido. Taking us to eight members on the day. Y'all are the best. $2 super chat tip from Omar. My one PC troll comment. Get your own game, Sony. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you expect him to do? Right? If that's, if, listen, if that's what they want, if they want to show third parties, third party developers develop for everywhere, right? When I said get your own games, I was specifically talking about first party Sony games. Everybody wants to rip that out of context. I wasn't saying get your own games. I was saying if you want Spider-Man, if you want first party, you know, PlayStation games, you either have to wait for them or buy a PlayStation. Another gifted member from Angry Pete, another gifted member from Claymores. Thank you so much for taking us to 10 members on the day. Thank you so much. And a renewal from Baker. Baker hitting 24 months of memberships. Thank you so much. Appreciate that very, very much. Um, I'm going to just do that. There we go. There we go. I disagree. Metal Gear Solid 3 fell flat because it was completely alien to any previous Metal Gear Revere trailer. No Kojima for me is the reason. I mean, dude, I'm with you. The absence of Kojima is going to hurt it. Another gifted member from Sam Kaido. Thank you so much. Taking us to 11 on the day. Skips does a $2 super chat tip. Persona 3 remake and 6 is rumored to be at Xbox. That's pretty good for Xbox, if you think about it. That is, from an optics position. Zinthos and Nerd Mother are going to gift some members. One at a time is just fine. Taking us to 13 on the day. You the best. The best. Um, they give us some bangers at this showcase, and they dribble these games out, leading to Summer Game Fest. PlayStation easily to talk of the summer, in my opinion. I don't know. I thought it was going to be Summer of Sony, bro. They kicked off the summer by basically saying, "Here's a bunch of great games coming that aren't ours." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, last year's State of Play. Right? What's the point that you're making, Eugene? They did a state of play last year in June, and I said, I think PlayStation's still going to be involved in Summer Game Fest. I don't think this was their involvement in Summer Game Fest. Like, I know Jeff Keighley's saying this is kickstarting Summer Game Fest, but I don't believe that. Most live service games fail. I'm worried about Sony. Thank you for the $14 tip. Uh, Ica Gang, did the, did the guy named M say what he was trying to say because he super chatted and I missed it? I was trying to catch what he was saying. Derek says, even if Sony themselves are disappointed and view the show as a fail, they should still gauge the uproar and find the top five games people are ticked about, and then boom, Summer Game Fest. Uh, Another gifted member from Darth Nihilus. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming in and being generous to the community. So many more people can take part in the gifted member train. Omar with a $2 tip. My one PC troll comment, get your own game, Sony. I already read that. You already super chatted that. Is that a glitch in the Matrix? Why is that showing up again? All I want to know is whose fault is it? Listen, you they saved their big announcements for Summer Game Fest last year. I just, okay. I don't think that's a, listen, I'm going to be real with all you right now. I think that's one of the worst things we could do right now. One of the worst things we can do as gamers is say, oh no, there's more. There's more at Summer Game Fest. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We, we, we Okay, here we, here we go. M's Odyssey says, there's some sort of collected data that these games companies have that we're not seeing. This showcase is due to a new generation of gamers, the Gen Ys and the Gen Alphas. 
Oh, you think it's because they did their own market research and they were like, these are the games that people are going to want? I think one of the worst things we can do is start setting up and saying, oh yeah, Summer Game Fest is going to have all the big announcements. Everyone was ticked at No God of War Ragnarok. We're having the same convo. It is, um, it's not a defense, it's what it is. Right, but okay, when did we know about the June the June show, the June state of play. When do we know about that? Because right now, I'd rather buy coffee than buy a membership. Do it. <clears throat> Go to reforgeroast.com uh, and get yourself some coffee. I don't, I don't think we should do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. If I go into Summer Game Fest and there's a bunch of banger PlayStation announcements, I get to be surprised. If I start thinking that's what they're going to do and they don't do it, then I'm just going to be disappointed again. I'm not doing that. I'm not even going to set that narrative. I'm not going to. I think that's an incredible... That, that, that'd be a huge mistake to do. Sven says, So is Microsoft chomping at the bit to get their showcase right? Any chance they pivot and show something they originally didn't show? I, I don't want to focus on Xbox today. I don't want to do that. Don't take us to Xbox. This is about PlayStation. This is about PlayStation and what they did. Now... When I said they're playing from the lead, I, I know that's in re- that's tangentially related to Xbox. But what I'm talking about is if you just look at hardware sales and you just look at PlayStation's strength in the market, they clearly feel like, yeah, let's just focus on third party and PSVR too. I mean, we, we just show a couple first party games and some live service. That's all we need to do. And it's like, well, what the heck? That doesn't feel aggressive. That feels like you're coasting. Maybe FromSoft is busy making new game of the year games. Wait until... We're on God's green earth. We're on God's green earth is Bloodborne. Yeah, exactly. They also had two Nintendo clones, Splatoon and Zelda. What was the Zelda clone? That game where the guy's gliding around with the monsters and stuff? Homie, that's like a sim building game. That's nothing like Zelda. You don't... You can build with Ultra Hand, but that that's more reminiscent of like a sim game where you build like a house and put little things around it and go ride animals and stuff that didn't look like Zelda at all to me I mean a hand glider like what you think Zelda's the first game to do that I mean the Splatoon copy homie I'll call a spade a spade that's that's a Splatoon clone if I've ever seen one and you know why they did it <laughs> I tell you why they did it it'll probably do very well <laughs> People, I'm telling you, the minute you leave America, there's a whole nother swath of game genres that do very, very well. Zippy Narwhal with a $5 super chat tip. To the chat, not everything's a conspiracy theory or part of some plan. Sometimes a billion dollar corporation is tone deaf and releases a bad show. Well, I don't think, I don't think they're tone deaf. I don't. I think they're tone deaf to Twitterverse and People in YouTube chats. We are not the majority. If you're saying you don't want us to also slip into just wait until mode, then I cannot disagree. Yeah, I, I don't, let's not do the wait until thing. Let's talk about the showcase. Let's talk about the showcase. If if you think... Eugene thinks they're the masters of advertising. You... you <laughs> That's diabolical. If they walk out and say, I got a master plan. We're going to do, a, you know, a, a lukewarm showcase. We're going to lean heavily on third party and indies. And, uh, and then we'll come out swinging in Summer Game Fest. If that's their big diabolical plan, then frick you. 
I'm not a hamster in a cage that you can run experiments on. Tell me what the frick you're doing. Run trailers. Do announcements. Talk to me. Don't manipulate me. Get out of here with that. I'm not interested in that. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Got a buzz on my microphone. Mm Mm-mm. Miss me with that, bro. I don't want to be manipulated. That's what I'm saying. A strategic rope-a-dope plan. A gifted sub, a gifted member from Madara pushing us to 15. We're now 10 away from the 25. Anybody want to drop the 10 bomb and put a crown on it? Def side with 18 months. Sony won't have bangers at Summer Game Fest. They don't play nice with other game shows. They might do, have Jeff do a little, but that's all. I mean, they gave Jeff Naughty Dog the one year for crying out loud. They walked the voice actors out on stage and everything. That was actually pretty good. That was actually pretty good. Not to mention, their involvement last year, Side, they did a whole state of play in June as a part of Summer Game Fest. It was their own thing, but they were still a part of Summer Game Fest. I don't think this was strategic advertising. I think it was sandbagging at its best. It's sandbagging. You got 24 studios working on projects. You showed us Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 two years ago. You, you didn't have any cinematic trailers that you could show? I get not showing Wolverine again. I totally understand why they didn't do that. All of my predictions about a Wolverine cinematic trailer, I, I wasn't thinking in the grand scheme of they wanted the focus to be on gameplay from Spider-Man, and that's all Insomniac's focused on right now. I get that. I totally get that. I, I'm not upset about Wolverine not being there. I'm referencing Wolverine because they showed us Wolverine and Spidey in 2021, and they were just cinematic trailers. M's Odyssey with a $2 super chat tip. Games, teens love to play and money and micros equals the future. So you think that's why they're leaning so heavily into live service? I can't argue with that. The research shows that live service games make a ton of money and they said by fiscal year 2025, they want like half of their investment to be in live service games. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you there. There's a lot of money to be made there. And a lot of those games you and I probably won't play. What's good, Snow? Brap in the house says after two years showcase was a disappointment. That's the issue. That's the issue. You didn't do a showcase last year. This showcase didn't feel like it had any surplus from last year at all. It it didn't. You didn't do a showcase last year. There should have been a sense in this showcase of holy moly. We got some surplus from last year. It felt like a pretty basic video game showcase. Now, remove Sony from the equation. If this was just a showcase of games coming, oh my gosh, we would be so excited. Just imagine watching that and it was just some, you know, games coming this year's showcase. And that's all it was. That would have been great. I'd have been like, oh, sweet, great trailers. This looks exciting. Lots of different genres, lots of different game types. But it wasn't a video game showcase. It was a PlayStation showcase. It was a PlayStation showcase. There was barely any first-party presence outside of the VR titles. Well, there were four first-party studios there. And this is where it gets real muddy. And it gets really hard. And this, again... We are the minority. I'm going to keep coming back to this. I want you to imagine watching that showcase as John Q. Public, he's got a PS5, 
and he's like, yo, what's coming up? What games are coming up, right? I want to see these games. That showcase is probably a banger to him. Do you want to know why? He probably doesn't even know what a first party or a third party game is. John Q. Public that has a PlayStation 5, the majority of the audience that doesn't do what we do. We are a subculture within a subculture. We are plugged in. We comb over earnings reports. We comb over webcasts and, and, and PowerPoint presentations. The average gamer is like, <laughs> this looks awesome, bro. <laughs> like, look at all these games coming. My PlayStation 5 is going to be stuffed to the max with games, you know? And when, when you have that many consoles in circulation... that's who they're playing to if there's one thing I learned yesterday I'm not PlayStation's target audience when they make announcements I'm not nope YouTubers, bloggers all y'all that live terminally on Twitter and comb over sales reports and you meme on the Xbox guys and the Xbox guys meme on you (laughs) you're not the target audience you're not because if you have no clue what a first party game is, what a third party game is, you don't know how many consoles are in circulation. All you know is you got a PS5 and you watch an hour long just barrage of like 30 something games. That's all you know. That's all that's in your brain right now is I get to shoot aliens. I get to explore islands. I get to be an assassin again. I get to play a game where my hand is a, is is a, the wielder of weapons. I Oh my gosh, Spider-Man. That's the t- I, th- I think that's the target audience. I don't think we're the target audience. Because we watched it and we were like, this is garbage. <laughs> what is this crap? John L. Brokey with a $2 super chat. I don't know what a first and a third party is. Yeah, there's, <laughs> that's exactly the correct point. We aren't the main target audience. So the reaction we see online is way overblown. Oh, 100%. I can still be irritated and upset and I can disagree with Sony's strategy, but fundamentally... Hilly says exactly 3.6 million views on that video alone my wife was clapping Final Fantasy she's too busy to lurk on YouTube all day long that right there is exactly right like I told you it would be the biggest game one of one of I said it would be the biggest game event of the year only rivaled by the game awards right that thing they had how many live viewers did they peak at did they peak in the 800,000s? They got close to a million live viewers on... That's one broadcast, by the way. That's not even the Japanese uh, broadcast. That's the English broadcast. Had had somewhere between 700 and 800,000 viewer peak at one point. I actually don't know where they peaked. That's insane. That's absolutely insane that they had that much viewership. Like, I told people, I was like, this is going to be the biggest gaming event of the year. The only thing that will rival it will be the Game Awards. And that's partially why the disappointment was so high. Because everybody was tuning in. A huge portion of that audience, uh, maybe not a huge, a big percentage of that audience was people like us. They're like, yo, what's next? What's next? Oh my gosh, where's first party? Is is Last of Us Factions going to be there? Is, uh, uh, what are the other ones we speculated about? Oh, I have a different thing on my board now. You saw 800,000? Yeah, that's insane. That's That was one broadcast. That's just the English-speaking YouTube broadcast. They easily had over 1 million viewers of the event. Like, that's insane. 
That's insane, bro. Are there so many weirdos in here spamming the same copy pass com- uh, comments? I I don't know. I think they're I think they're gonna they're trying to get, get a reaction. It was an hour and fourteen minutes. Thirty five titles announced. Four PlayStation Station Studio Studio titles. Eleven exclusive console exclusive titles. Three unannounced games for PlayStation. Uh, five PlayStation VR. And then what was it? What's it? What fourteen multiplat? Fourteen indie games announced. Almost eight hundred thousand watching live on YouTube. Five million views total. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that I think I like. I said that's that's gonna have it landing. I think that's gonna have it landing in the top, the top, the top event of the year. Eight over eight hundred thousand people were watching. Again, that was just the English speaking broadcast. They easily had over a million viewers. Once you add in, uh, they were also streaming on the purple platform, and you also had the Japanese broadcast. You also had the subtitle broadcast. There was there was like how many different bro- they they had multiple different broadcasts going. But that's what drives some of the disappointment. Yeah, there was the English subtitle one that has 1.1 million views. There's multiple PlayStation channels by the way. There there's a there's a PlayStation Hang on, hang on. We got it. We got to look at all of these. Uh, that's PlayStation support. Isn't there, where's the PlayStation, and then you just go to channels. Channels. PlayStation Portal, PlayStation Nation, PlayStation Support, PlayStation Europe. Where do they broad, PlayStation Asia. So they must have had it broadcasting over there. No, did they not broadcast on the PlayStation Asia? Where's, where would the Japanese speaking audience watch then? Yeah, 5 million views on the official channel. Sure, sure, sure. I'm just curious, where would they watch? The PlayStation Asia channel doesn't have it. If you're Japanese-speaking PlayStation fan, where are you watching? That's interesting. I, I swore I saw one that said Japanese, and now I don't see it. I just see English and English captions. Viewed as a marketing event, this is an obvious and undeniable success. Uh... Oh, I see it. I see it. I never see that Mayday. I never I never see that. A lot of people tuned in, but what was the average outlook of the showcase? And so far, with all those millions watching, it uh it didn't look great. Its like ratio is perfectly fine as a video though. PlayStation Japan on YouTube? Yeah, I can't find it. I could only find a PlayStation Asia channel. Doesn't Japan have its own streaming platform? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, clearly, there was a there was around 1 million live viewers just of English speaking. Because there were also people watching uh, the English, the, 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 the captions one. Mr. Bills, with a month of membership, Sony has done two showcases in the past. I'd expect another one around August at the least. Tom Henderson said there's titles that are pretty much ready. Lono, my neighbor who owns a PS5 isn't locked in like we are to him. The PlayStation Showcase was a huge W for him. Metal Gear Solid, Assassin's Creed, and Spider-Man was enough to call this a huge showcase. That's the point that I was trying to drive home to people. That's such a good point, Immortal Turtle. I'm trying to tell y'all, the average PlayStation 5 owner, if they don't own anything else, they're like, that was amazing. Because they don't see the world the way that we do. They don't. 
They don't. They're like, dude, oh my gosh. All those games look great. I can't wait to play them. They don't know that those games are going to be anywhere else. They don't care that they're going to be anywhere else. Do you think the 48% of the people who buy Call of Duty on PlayStation are... They, do you think they care that it lands on other, pla- on other platforms? The last time I covered a Call of Duty event, it was massive. It was one of the biggest days on my channel. Derek, why are you spamming? Oh my gosh. Just think of it. A commercial live in front of that many people. Come on, bro. I, I'm, not, I'm not getting what you're saying. I'm not. Some of y'all have to accept. I'm not gonna be able to read. I'm not gonna be able to read what you're uh, what you're saying. Stuff stuff's gonna get missed sometimes. The marathon trailer was the only big surprise for me, and the trailer honestly looked good. I mean, marathon brings back a lot of nostalgia for people. The art style was great, but it was CGI. Like I feel like after so many CGI trailers, people get a little bored with it. When you do a cinematic trailer for Wolverine and Spider-Man, tru- uh, Spider-Man 2, right? When you do that, I think you get away with that. Why? Well, number one, it's Wolverine. Everybody's going to get excited about a Wolverine game. Number two, a Spider-Man 2 trailer, it's like, oh, great, a sequel to a great game. See, that's when you can get away with it. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can get away... You can get away with that when you're when you're doing something that sort of people can latch onto. What was the one what was the trailer that opened up the day? What was it? Fail safes or or uh um if you oh creature says if you add all the official PlayStation channels that carried the trailer, you land in the six million range. The actual show around seven million, but if you go platform wide on restream uploaded, you're blowing into the five hundred millions easy. Oh, on 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 total total view count. Or with a two dollar tip, Spider Man Two was the only thing that saved the show. I don't think Spider Man Two saved the show. Yeah, fair games. Yeah, that I don't even know what that is. Here's <laughs> Here's how you play it. All right? Like here here's here's how I'm going to push back. Okay? I'm cuz I'm I'm being critical of the showcase. When I say that John Q public doesn't think like us, I'm simply trying to drive home the point that Sony is not targeting me. Acknowledging that doesn't mean I'm okay with that. You understand that, right? I know all of the grifters of the world are going to clip me out of context and be like, look at this guy coping and defending the showcase. I have not once today defended the showcase. I'm simply stating that if I'm not the target audience, that's part of why I'm irritated. I'm super dialed in. I'm super invested. I want first party. I want announcements from your big studios. I didn't get that. I don't like that. I don't agree with that. I'm not defending the showcase. I'm simply saying it's crystal clear that I'm not the target audience. Okay? Crystal clear. And here's my big pushback. One of the narratives we keep hearing from people is when games are ready they'll show up at the showcase. Really? That's interesting. Does Marathon look ready to you? Does Fair Games look ready to you? All I saw was a cinematic trailer. I don't have a freaking clue what your game is. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I got to go read a blog later to find out. 
Are those games ready? They don't seem ready to me. They're there with a cinematic trailer and no gameplay. Your logic is flawed. You're saying this is for casuals. When do the casuals watch showcases? So you think the millions of views on that video right now are all just like you? You you are clueless. You are naive. Millions and millions of people watch that showcase. How many, like, what, maybe 100,000 people are highly engaged about this topic on Twitter and YouTube across all the channels, leaving comments, logging in, you know, saying what they want to see. They had a list of things they want to see. Five to six million total views on the showcase, and you think all those five to six million people are just like you? Like, that that doesn't even stand to reason. You you are the minority. You're the minority. You're way too engaged. It's possible they didn't pull out all the guns to actually help Xbox out. No. No. Stop. No. That's not what's going on. I think Marathon will be free to play. Bungie did a video explaining Marathon. Yeah, but that doesn't do anything for the showcase, F the cat. It doesn't. That's a drop in the bucket for gamers. Okay, I want you to track with something, though. Five to six million total views on the showcase. Then, those trailers get circulated everywhere, homie. Those trailers end up on the PlayStation front page. If you turn on your PlayStation right now and you go to the store or you go to that one that one landing page, there's going to be a bunch of trailers there, right there. Like, oh yeah, here's all these amazing games coming. You understand? Like, this... You're, you're looking at this and thinking, everyone's like me. Everyone tuned in for first party. Everybody turned in to see Last of Us Factions. Everybody tuned in hoping for Bloodborne. A lot of people did tune in hoping for Bloodborne. But the majority of the people that watched that showcase, they don't give a frick about so much of what we care about. They just don't care. They don't. They they own a PlayStation 5, and you know what they think? You know what's really funny? They probably think a bunch of those games are just coming to their PlayStation 5. They don't know. They don't know what a multi-platform title is until it lands, obviously, and their friends are talking about it. So many people are going to watch that showcase and assume, look at all these great games coming to PlayStation. You and I know the truth. We're like, that's a multi-plat. That's a multi-plat. That's a multi-plat. We're sitting here keeping track. We're keeping score. We're going to Twitter to meme and to laugh and to or to, or to seethe and get angry. And the average viewer's like, cool that was like it's for kids that one looks fun wow i've never heard of this game before oh no metal gear solid oh we finally got to see assassin's creed mirage gameplay and the reason i don't agree with this strategy the reason i'm being critical of the showcase i can understand what sony's doing and still be critical of it and be like i don't think this is how you guys should have done this is because they went quiet for way too long they went quiet for way too long your engaged audience the people on youtube twitter reddit and the internet world were waiting and saying okay here here comes the big announcements this is about playstation who cares if it's multi-platform 
The reason I keep bringing up multi-platform is because it's a PlayStation showcase. It's 100% fine to have multi-platform games there, but when you don't balance it out with first-party presence, it feels lopsided. It was like, I don't understand what I'm watching. Did I watch a video game showcase or did I watch a PlayStation showcase? Which is it? I feel like I watched a video game showcase with with like sponsored by PlayStation. So they like got to show their hardware in Spider-Man at the end. That's what it felt like. Take Armored Core 6, for example, revealed in December. No one believed it would be ready for 2023 releases in August. I think the marketing game is changing. Its reveal was a cinematic trailer, says Eugene. Listen, I said this in my show open. If you're going to, if we're going to go down this road and the future of video game marketing is we don't hear about a game until it's, you know, within, I don't know, let's just say 12 months. That's easier to say. If we don't hear about games until they're within 12 months of their release window, I, I'm not going to criticize that because we've been asking for that. Gamers sometimes have like two personalities. There's the personality where you're like, quit showing me trailers of a game that's not coming out for three or four years. Quit overhyping me. And then they're like, okay. And they only show you stuff that's coming out in the next 12 months. And what do people do? They get really angry. Yo, Jeff P, gifting five members to the community, guys. Let's blast the doors off this member count. You only need like 350 members to make me shave my face. You guys went crazy yesterday. There's over a thousand people here. If you've never gifted a member before, you can do one for $5. You don't have to do a whole batch like some of these super generous homies do. We had a little gifted member train earlier. One at a time does, does the job. Unless you're a fanboy, the showcase was great for gaming. The two new hardware announcements, too. Exclusives are awesome, but who thought it was going to be a first-party show? Well, see, Draven, you're being... uh, You're kind of creating a straw man. I have not said... Nobody here has said it should have been an hour of first-party. I've continued to say... Two, maybe three first-party studios showing up would have balanced the show out. When I get to the end of the showcase and I'm like, where are all of the Sony studios? It makes me turn around and look at the indies. It makes me turn around and look at the the, the, the third-party multi-plat games. And I'm like, what the frick? What th- that, that didn't feel like a PlayStation showcase at all. But if I get to the end of the showcase and I'm like, yo, that was dope. Ben Studio was there. We finally know what they're working on. Uh, you know, Sucker Punch was, was there or whoever, right? Just one or two more, maybe three, would have balanced things out. It would have balanced things out. I actually think it hurts the indie trailers and it hurts the third-party multi-platform trailers because now a bunch of the fan base is like looking at them with derision. Well, it was just an indie showcase. Like They're like, all these stupid indies. If it's balanced, people don't do that. They kind of forget about the indies. Yo, five more gifted members comes in here from Chapter 8. Good to see you, Chapter 8. There's always an agent of chaos, even 25 out of 25. We cannot abide that. Hey, good to see you get a membership, Bernard. Gail Winfor says, That's what I think made the showcase weak. 
It was viewed as a game show and not premium Sony showcase people have become accustomed to. I can play most of those games anywhere. Where was the reason for a PS5? Thank you for 11 months and it's a VIP. Well, and that's why this is what you wanted. You wanted live service games. I don't want nothing but live service games. And the live service games that they showed, Cliffo, I have no idea. I didn't even know some of those were live service games. I'm like, I don't know what those are. Helldivers is live service. Just wait. You're a massive pony, bro. Sorry, but I don't take you seriously, bro. Who are you talking to? Oh, you're talking to somebody in chat. $5 tip from Bossman Davey. That's why E3 was important. If you want... It was like the MK of gaming. All companies showed up, and you just did your best, or you lost. Thank you for the five-spot, boss man. Raptor and DK Baker are going to be agents of chaos. They're going to poke this thing to 27. That means we're well on our way to the next milestone. Every 25, I give five back to the community. And Rissick, always generous Rissick. He earned the Eknor Award recently. Thank you so much. And a $10 super chat from James Wolfgang. I was definitely a tad disappointed considering a lot of the insiders said Sony canceled their showcase last year uh, because of the CMA and the Activision Blizzard deal. Didn't want to look too strong. I swear, if that's the angle here, if that's the angle here, then I, come on. I also don't agree with that. I also don't agree with that. Yo, it's good, Alex. Yeah, guys, as a reminder, Alex is going to be on the show tomorrow. Zippy Narwhal with $2 super chat tip. Once the game trailer, uh, the GT trailer came on, I knew it was over. I tried to tell you guys yesterday that that trailer was going to be there. Listen, everybody getting upset about the Gran Turismo trailer, you guys understand that that's a smart move, right? (laughs) It's not for me, so it's stupid. (laughs) Sure. They said during their webcast that every episode of The Last of Us that aired boosted sales. And you think the budget they spent on Gran Turismo movie, it's not going to show up at a PlayStation showcase? You think Sony, who threw money behind Last of Us, money behind Gran Turismo, they said yesterday they want to get into more media. Are you kidding me? Of course the Gran Turismo trailer was there. It's literally one of their pieces of property in movie form. (laughs) Like, people that were trying to dunk on that, I was like, do you have any idea how the economy works? <laughs> Do you have any idea how big Sony is and how many plans they have? You're like, video games are get out! You're such a caveman. Jeepers. <laughs> they spend that kind of money on a movie and it looks that good and they're gonna be like, we better not show this at the PlayStation Showcase. We'll really upset all those gamers. Who the frick do you think's going to the movie? Who do you think's going to the movie? Who do you think tuned in to the last of a show and got it and, and, and got the momentum going? Who? Read the room? Yeah, read the room. A global gaming audience tuned in. Gran Turismo is a big piece of property for PlayStation. Big enough to warrant a movie. And you think they're not going to show the trailer at the showcase? You're not thinking big picture. (laughs) You're not. It's the same reason people dismiss 
It's the same reason people dismiss the handheld. Handheld. Stupid. Why would you make a handheld? You're not paying attention to the global market at all. You're not. Handheld's so dumb. Yeah, the people who think the handheld's dumb are the same people who lapped up the false headlines about the PSVR 2 underperforming. So, you don't have a whole lot of credibility. SSJ Gohan with a 12-month member renewal, and it's a member plus. Thank you so much for doing that. Welcome back. The big reason why Marathon was announced so early, they want to ramp up hiring and development, and it's easier to do that when your game is announced. Right, Barrier. That's always a factor that we forget as gamers, that sometimes when they announce a game, they'll do like a, they'll do like a press release. And then the gaming press and YouTubers run wild with it. And then gamers get mad. Why are you announcing this game so early? Well, they're trying to hire people for the game, idiots. Like, of course, they're going to announce the game. A a press release, you know, isn't them trying to hype you up. But when you're quiet for as long as PlayStation was quiet for, and you bring that much CGI... Can you take the handheld outside of your house? Yes. PSVR 2 is underperforming. No, it's not. They released the numbers in their webcast. You're believing a false headline. All of the headlines are now pointing to the, that that initial report that that guy ran about the PSVR underperforming. It's been debunked. So if you're continuing to run with that narrative, you're clutching to a guy that doesn't know what he's talking about. That's been proven wrong with actual facts. They launched the PSVR 2 in the slowest quarter of the year, only available on their website, and it surpassed the PSVR 1. It's not even available in retailers yet. And they just ghost dropped Beat Saber, and they got all these other pieces of property coming, like Resident Evil. The PSVR 2 will be fine. It's on a good good pattern. Like, people that want to bash on that don't understand what that is. That's like low-level investment for Sony. They didn't even make that money. Those graphs are false. They show Nintendo brand is stale since 2018. Different graph. Has nothing to do with PSVR 2. PSVR 2 is outselling the... uh, Well, you know, I won't do that to you. Excuse me. Yeah, it's doing great. Like you're, you're just, it's just another false narrative. It's just you, everybody wants to make fun of PlayStation users for tracking sales. It, it, people that that don't like the PSVR two seem awfully dialed into how well it's selling. Like what the frig? You need Wi-Fi for the handheld, and that's the case. I don't know how you're going to remote play your PS five without port forwarding on your home Wi-Fi router. I mean. Xbox charging their spirit bomb. <laughs> Skips, thank you for the $2 super chat tip. Listen, listen, I, I don't want to talk Xbox showcase. I got a, I got a show in mind for Xbox. Don't cannibalize my other show. I am firmly focused on PlayStation today. It doesn't do me or you any good to sit here and start talking about Xbox. We can talk about that another day. Say what you want about the handheld. It looks ugly and stick drift. I, I don't. I don't think it looks ugly. I think it looks fine. Yeah, I am worried about stick drift. I didn't think about that because that's if they're still using the same joystick provider that Nintendo and Xbox are using, they're all using the same one. They all get stick drift. 
You don't need port forwarding to remote play now. Look up NAT traversals. Says AOZ. Yeah, AOZ is got an inside track on a lot of that technology. So I would take what he's saying to the bank. He's a trusted source on stuff that Sony's doing. That goes for Sony superfans as well. Somehow they know exactly how Xbox is doing for some reason. Well, if you're looking at hardware distribution of the consoles, I think that's a fair thing to do as a consumer because you're looking at where everybody's going. That's not the same as being like, a PSVR 2 is underperforming. That Well, okay, are you interested in VR? Well, no, I only have an Xbox. Well, shut the frick up. Like, if you care about how well the PSVR 2 is doing sales-wise because you're considering getting one, that makes perfectly good sense. Because the more successful that it is, the more titles that it'll get, the more publishing dollars that will go to it, right? Like, that makes perfectly good sense. I don't have any problem with people doing that, but that's not why people track the numbers. That's not why people are talking about it. They're trying to act like it's another, it's a failure. They're going to do the same thing with a handheld. Listen, I'm telling you, that handheld's going to crush... That's gonna, it's going to crush in the Japanese market. You know, it, it probably won't sell that well here in the U.S. They probably won't even send us as many units. We'll, we'll get a fraction of the units that, that Japan gets. I'm most surprised by the lack of Tlu Factions. There are people that think Tlu Factions is going to be at, uh, at Summer Game Fest. I'll buy VR when they invent a whole home studio. I don't know. I have to port... port port forward to play uh, remote play on my Xbox on my Steam Deck which is basically my only use case so maybe my knowledge outside of this is limited I mean and it could be different solemn when it's proprietary the, 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 the handheld PlayStation is going to be proprietary to the PlayStation 5 ecosystem so I don't know it might have all that stuff baked in already maybe you literally go into the PlayStation and turn something on they'll update something on the software side and then you'll be, you'll be good to go you won't have to do anything with your router. Thoughts on Marathon? I, there's nothing to say. Art style looks cool, but like, I, like I don't cover or play extraction games. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's going to be like a PvP extraction game. No interest really in that at all. And it's Bungie. And I have a strong distaste for that company and the people there. You can remote play from your iPhone or Android... You just connect it in the settings on the PS5 and boom. Druckmann says they'll announce uh, as part of the TLU anniversary celebration. Yeah, but when's that? I just think PlayStation 5 has more games coming, but they're holding out to show more at the show than what they did, I'm sure. Golly goodness, that sentence was hard. Sweet Tooth with a $5 Super Chat tip. I feel conflicted. Some games look promising for me and makes me happy, but I wanted more. I'm just trying to break it down for folks. Can we get 500 likes, man? Over 1,000 people here. We are lacking on the likes. We should have 600, honestly. If you've not hit the like button yet, consider doing that. It helps more people find the video. And uh, just take a second to do it. It's totally free. We've also had some good member giftings going today. I can give you guys a total member count, how close you are to the next big milestone. Last of Us Factions is cancelled? No, it's not cancelled. I definitely think TLU Factions is at Summer Game Fest, says Detective Seeds. They kind of screwed over Jeff last year by leaking the TLU remake, and that was a big part of his show, so they probably gave it as a sorry. I could totally see that, right? We're at 3-6-20. You need... I'm having a hard time here. 380. 
380. We're always slipping, so you're going to have to go big if you guys want that beard shave. And they're holding out for the game awards. Cheers to your continued success. Infinite with a $5 super chat tip. Headed to a music festival, so sort of uh, going off the grid for four days. Have a great stream. Thank you so much, Infinite Man. Have a good trip. I'm just going to keep pushing back on the notion that this is totally fine if they show up big at Summer Game Fest or if they've saved some stuff for uh, game awards. That doesn't defend the showcase. Does that make sense? I'm talking about the showcase as it exists. As it exists, I'm like, this wasn't a good showcase. Where's the first party? You guys went quiet for two years. A $2 uh, super chat tip from Andre Clay. Are you on Sony's payroll or something? Do you have brain damage? I'm sitting here criticizing the showcase for an hour and a half. What, do you have me on mute? I've been telling people, you can't defend the showcase by saying, oh, they're going to do something at Summer Game Fest. You can't defend the showcase by saying like, oh, well, they're only going to show stuff when it's ready. What do you mean they're only going to show stuff when it's ready? They showed three CGI trailers out of the four first parties that showed up. I, I haven't defended the showcase once. If I'm telling you, I already know what's going to happen. I will be clicked. I will be clipped out of context. I will be put into videos and tweets where they say, look at this Sony pony defending the showcase. Why? Because they're dishonest smear merchants. That's their brand. They don't have any content if they can't smear an insult. Why? Every ecosystem has bottom feeders. They have to leverage clips out of context so they have something to insult. It's their brand. I can sit here, I could sit here for two and a half hours. I would la- I could lambaste the show, criticize the show, and I could add context and say, if you think about it, we're not the primary audience. John Q. Public probably watched this showcase and thought it was great because he doesn't know what first party is and third party is, and he thinks all these great games are coming to his PS5, and when you have a market saturation advantage, you can coast from the front. And you know what they would do? They would clip that one part and say, yep, there's there you go. This this Sony pony's out here defending the showcase. And it's like, I'm not defending the showcase. I don't agree with Sony's strategy. I didn't agree with their strategy when they did this with Ragnarok. I have an entire show called God of War Ragnarok. I'm annoyed. I did a whole show on like, I'm so annoyed. Just freaking talk to us. Quit messing with us. Quit baiting. Like, don't do little cutesy pie tweets and little hint drops and have your developers out here playing games with the public. I don't like the way they handled this at all. I don't. I didn't tune in after two years to hear about a bunch of games that are landing everywhere. Thank you, Richard Rodriguez, for the $2 Super Chat tip. What did I miss? Working just got on. Last year's state of play was better and outshine this showcase. Well, and, and Eugene was saying that. Eugene was saying that. He was saying, oh, they do bigger things with Summer Game Fest. They did a bigger thing last year with Summer Game Fest. And it's like, okay, why would you do that, though? Why would you outshine your own showcase? That doesn't make any sense. 
you go quiet for two years then you're going to outshine your own showcase again you're damage controlling it what no I'm not damage controlling it damage control would be me trying to say this was okay this was acceptable that would be damage control I'm not damage controlling it I'm saying this is clearly their strategy I don't agree with this strategy I think this is a bad strategy that's not damage control. Do you know the definition of damage control? You're just using a an internet buzzword that you think you know what it means. Like, you think it makes you sound credible. Oh, you're doing damage control. You're like all the other people that come in here and say, Oh, this is clickbait. Do you know what clickbait means? Do you know what damage control means? Some of you could spend a weekend, invest in a dictionary, read it, and then come back, and you'd be a more pleasant like experience for my chat instead of shoving out nonsense non-backed drivel uh, you're just damage controlling I'm not replying to trolls I'm replying to somebody with a badge he's, he's not a troll where do you go Zane has a purple badge is that some drive-by troll go read a dictionary Look up words before you use them. It'll make you sound smarter. Damage control would me would be me attempting to say this was totally fine. I've not once said that this was fine, and I knew this is how today would go. If I sat here for 2 hours and just ranted and raved and raved and I seethed, people were like, "Look at the Sony pony tears." But but when I'm like, I'm really unhappy, I'm really disappointed, I, I think this is a terrible strategy, here's what I think Sony is doing, and I think this is a terrible approach, it's, oh, you're trying to do damage control. No, I'm not. That's That's not what damage control is. And your extremely strong argument of just restating what, what, a, what an amazing position you have. I'm going to assert something, and when my assertion is dismantled, I will simply assert it again. The internet's debate power. Just repeat what you said. I never heard damage control cope and crying so much. It's getting nauseating. Yeah. The Sony PlayStation Showcase was weak. Oh, you're just out here damage controlling. Yeah, I give it a very, like, weak 7 out of 10. Yeah, you're just damage controlling. And see, the thing is, is there are people that go way too extreme on this. Jim Ryan should be fired. This was a failure. This was dog water. Because I'm not doing that, here's what it is. I can't satisfy your your hope and your desire to see somebody like seethe and get really angry and come unhinged. You want Sony Pony tears. And because I give a very basic summary of the event and I'm like, it's a week 7 out of 10, really disappointing. I, it felt like a really good video game showcase and not a, not a PlayStation showcase at all. Well, because I won't give you tears and rage... You want to turn this into some sort of, oh, yeah, well, you're on damage control. So 
this is what the internet deals in and this is your own lack of intellect this is your own lack of intelligence if I don't go full tribalistic anger pure fandom rage then I must be defending the showcase why? because you can only think in two categories your brain isn't big enough for more than these two categories and yes I'm insulting you that's it you're either green or you're blue And if you're blue, you better go all the way down the road and get super angry and super salty and call it trash. And if you don't do that, well, then you're just on damage control because you can only think in those extremes. You view everything on a false binary. It's like it's either this or it's this. I don't have the capacity for nuance, analysis, I, I, I can't think through, well, there was 30-something games shown. Not everything was trash. Not everything was amazing. There was things here and there and in between. There's pacing issues with showcases. There's balance issues with showcases. There's definitely the issue of you undercut indies and third-party multi-platform titles when you don't balance things out with first-party to give confidence to your console owners who are looking for that first-party confidence. You don't do any of that. You just call it trash. Anybody who doesn't call it trash is coping, and then you move on with your day. Like, that's that's not conducive to conversation. So, yes, I'm being harsh with you because that's just not what we do here. Like, if that's what you're going to come in here and do, and you're going to accuse me of things that I'm not doing, and I'm coping, and I'm, I'm defending it, and I'm a pony, then you don't belong here. Like, we're too... You're not tall enough to ride this ride. You're just not. I can calmly tell you that. You're just not tall enough to ride this ride, bro. I Thoughtfully analyzing the showcase and, and what was strong and what fell flat and what in the world is Sony doing, isn't that more interesting than just calling it trash and moving on? Oh yeah, opening monologue, guys. It was trash. Utter indefensible garbage. Alright, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Like, wouldn't you rather discuss what's going on? Wouldn't you rather discuss the games they show? Why are they showing CGI? What what, what are these live service games? It's more interesting to have a discussion and a dialogue about what was shown and what it could possibly mean instead of being like, oh, well, you won't call it trash, so you're defending it and you're on damage control. Yes, PL, it was an incredibly safe showcase. It was it was it was like painfully safe. Painfully safe. The first thing I thought of when the showcase was over is my wife and I we used to watch The Voice and there was this guy that we really liked and he was incredible. He was he was he was monumental. He was so strong. And He literally came out and sang the most boring, most plain, like, safest song ever. And the judges straight up told him, they're like, you played it safe. You played it safe, and it might come back to bite you. And it did. It did. He didn't make it. He was the clear frontrunner for the show. He was a killer. And he just took the week off, basically. He just phoned it in. Because when you're at this level of talent and skill and you deliver a 6 or a 7, it looks really bad. It looks really bad. And PlayStation, up to now, was saying nothing, so expectations just go like this. Oh man, they're gonna bring it. They're gonna drop the bombs. 
They've got confidence. They're using words like aggression and they're using words like, oh, we're confident. Like, here it comes. And what did they do? Man, they played it so painfully safe. It was like, what the frick is this? What is going on? This was bound to happen, though. It was going to slow down. Right, and see, Cliffo, that's where I thought they had an advantage. I thought they were going to capitalize on that advantage. I thought they were going to say, look, we, we went quiet. We had a we had a decent 2022 with Horizon Forbidden West and Cana Bridge's Spirits and Gran Turismo, and God of War Ragnarok and Stray. They had a pretty good year last year. Pretty consistent cadence. And then they skipped their showcase. It's like, okay, that'll lead to like a surplus. Oh, we're going to get two showcases in one. I ran a show. I was like, there's going to be too much for one showcase. What do you mean too much for one showcase? PlayStation was barely there. <laughs> they were barely there. Hour and 15 minutes. What were they? What were they? 25 minutes of the showcase? They weren't even half the showcase. They weren't even, they weren't even half of their own showcase. <laughs> $5 from Brett Williams. Let's be honest. The Xbox apologist would be calling this a 9 out of 10 if we're an Xbox showcase. I have a show planned for Xbox. $5 from Brett. Just, if I were you, if I were you, I'd be screenshotting all of the Xbox guys. Because they got a lot of swagger in their step. They were all holding their breath. They were like, this might hurt real bad. And then then when it was over, there was this collective like, whew, oh, wow. (laughs) Did we, did we dodge a bullet there? Watch how they react to the Xbox showcase. Because I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to keep the same energy. If you walk out and show me a bunch of third parties and indies, keep that energy, Xbox guys. You know? (laughs) Well, Sony already did it. (laughs) It was okay for Sony. No, it wasn't. Nope. I didn't say it was okay for Sony to do this. I've been critical of Sony doing this. I think it was a mistake. I think it hurts consumer confidence. I don't think it's a good strategy. And if we get a similar showcase from Xbox, guess what? I get to say the same thing. I get to say the same thing. Because I don't care which side you think I'm on. I'm not on one side. I'm on the side of games. And this was not a good PlayStation showcase. It was a good video game showcase. I can't wait to put together a graphic of all the third parties, says Eugene. Listen, I honestly think that was part of the strategy here. I do. I think PlayStation said, if we get to announce all these games first, Xbox is secondhand news. They're second. They're old news at that point. They're old news. Like when Microsoft, when Xbox sends out that tweet. It seems real like plucky and real like, haha, Xbox is getting a little dig in. Really? 
Because as the dust settled on that moment, I thought, you're really playing from the weaker position, aren't you? You didn't get any of the marketing contracts on any of these games. Sony did. That's why Sony got to take the shot first. So if you include any of these 12 games in your showcase, guess what? You're late to the party. Everybody already heard about that. Yeah, we already heard about that. That was in Sony's showcase. What else you got? I think that was part of the strategy. Sony gobbled up a lot of what's coming this year. And that's really going to hurt Xbox's ability to talk about those titles. No shot Xbox reshows any of those, right? Right? Uh uh-huh. right, Jake? Think about think about how hard that is. That's a lot of games, bro. That's a lot of games coming this year. That really thins out your showcase. That really thins out what you can show. Do you see? Like, I'm telling you, I don't like the decision at all to focus so much on other games, but it's like (laughs) that graphic went up so quickly. No way that was made that quick after the showcase. Well, Cliffo, I don't know. Listen, if I'm Xbox, I have that template ready to go. I have that template ready to go. and and, And listen, think of it this way, Cliffo. Xbox has that, if they have that template ready to go as a template, and they know, here's all the games coming to our system this year, you just drag and drop. You're like, oop, that one's in the showcase, that one's in the showcase, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, boom, here's 12 games. You know? Either that or they have the inside scoop on the showcase from somebody, and they're like, oh, what's going to be in the showcase? Oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Those are 12 titles that we're getting as well. We'll take a little shot, you know? We'll get a little, uh, get a little plucky out here, you know. I kind of respected it. I was like, okay, Xbox, I see you out here. All right, eh? taking a little shot, taking a little dig. Does John Q Xbox player care about what was shown at the Sony Showcase? Now you're tracking Cisco. Think about this with me. PlayStation has more consoles in circulation. And all those third parties are a great way for them to make money. Because why? PlayStation sells games. They don't throw games like that on PS Plus. So they go to their larger audience, their significantly larger audience. They say, here's all the games coming this year. Why? They want you to spend money. (laughs) So you're going to spend all that money on their platform. Now, there are people who watch both showcases, homie. There are X... Ex- like, do you really think there aren't a bunch of Xbox owners that watched the showcase thinking? How many people... I had a bunch of people leave this comment on my YouTube and on my Twitter. They said, I was watching this showcase to see whether or not I should get a PS5. Okay, so there are Xbox owners who watch this PlayStation 5 showcase. They're interested. They're like, okay, what do you got? Are you going to win me over to your side? And if those same Xbox owners watch the Xbox showcase and they see 12 games that they already saw at the Sony showcase, that's not a bad play by Sony. You just undercut a bunch of games. They don't seem as exciting now. It's like, well, yeah, we saw those three weeks ago. Brett Williams with the $2 Super Chat. I do graphics for a living, 90 seconds to make it. Uh, Yeah, people at that level, it wouldn't take that long to make that graphic. William Lewis. While I don't agree with all your takes, you do some good content. Keep it up. Thank you, William Lewis. 
yeah, Firewalk, they're the ones working on Concord, which is a PvP multiplayer FPS. How in the frick are you supposed to tell it's a PvP multiplayer FPS? Gee, many Christmas. There was nothing in the... There was nothing. It was somebody flying a spaceship. Eugene says, I'm trying to tell people marketing cycles are changing. I can't stand behind my comments no matter what happens with the Microsoft Showcase. I don't know what... I, I That's too small, Haley. I can't look at that right now. I wonder if this game will ship Xbox 2. The tweet assuaged some worries. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not bad. The number of consumers online that were tuned in and watching that saw that and thought, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Those were a lot of good titles. I'm getting those too. That's a, that's a slight amount of damage control to to assure the public. Hey, 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 hey. I know they just showed a lot of games, but uh, 12 of those games are coming to us too. You know, hey, hey me, 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 uh-huh, us too, us too, you know. Again, when you're when you're playing from behind, you don't get to talk yet. You have to wait. That you know, Sony secures all these marketing rights. That that can hurt. That see, this is the thing. This is the thing that I don't think people understand. Is that when you when you watch a showcase like that, a lot of the times, what they're trying to do is they're trying to navigate the marketing, because. A lot of the contracts that we got to look at because of all the ABK stuff, a lot of that is quite literally how Sony has navigated some of this. They secure a marketing contract on a multi-platform game. They, they did it with Resident Evil. Now, obviously, everybody ran with the false headline that, like, Sony blocked the game from coming to Game Pass. That was false. That was a lie. That has been falsified. It was literally a first right of refusal. We're going to enter this marketing contract with you, and if you're going to throw this on another subservice, you have to come to us first, and we get first right of refusal. It wasn't a, we're going to pay you money to keep it off of Game Pass. But again, you know, false headlines that never go back and get corrected or how so many of these people make their money. So, that's what a lot of this was. Like, they're navigating, like, okay, look at the web, look at the webcast. Look at the webcast. They said in that webcast, there will be two or three, two or three, um, well, how do they phrase it? Big or major? It was major. There will be two or three major releases a year. Okay. That's not a lot. How are you going to supplement that? You're going to supplement that for the people that own your console you're going to supplement it with indies. You're going to supplement it with third parties. Like, are we going to pretend that Microsoft doesn't do the same thing? Like, look at Game Pass. It's almost all third party for the last 20 months. It it, it wasn't literally said, you have to give it to us first. How is that not blocking? Your cope's at an all-time high? That's not a cope. They didn't actively pay money and say, we're giving you money to not put that on Game Pass. 
they entered into a marketing contract and a stipulation of the marketing contract is you've got to offer it to us first because we're out here putting your game on our PlayStation YouTube channel that actually has really good pull. We're going to put it on our Twitter. Look at look at how well their tweet engagements are. PlayStation's a marketing monster. Their marketing is big. Their marketing reach is huge. And if you're going to enter a marketing contract with them, they're not going to be out here actively promoting a game that's hitting Game Pass. That's contrary to their interests. Protecting their own interests is I'm I'm you know they're more intelligent than you. Like, you think that Sony's like, no, you cannot put that on Game Pass. It's, it's, it's so much more basic than that. It, it's just a standard marketing contract. <laughs> if I'm marketing your product, you can't take your product out there and make it look better somewhere else. <laughs> it's, it's a standard affair. It's standard practice for anything, not just gaming. These people are clueless. Yes, it's just a very basic run-of-the-mill marketing contract. Game Pass Xbox players directly benefit from that. What benefit did it give to PS? You sounding wild. You sound ignorant. You don't understand the basics of business. That's the problem. Go ask if you can sit in on, like, community college business courses. You don't understand basic economics and marketing. Like, if you have big marketing reach and you enter a marketing contract with somebody to promote their product, you're going to have all kinds of stipulations in the marketing contract to protect your brand against the competitor. Like, get an education. Navigating third party is exactly what Microsoft tries to do with Game Pass. It, it's it's the same thing. When Microsoft enters into a marketing contract to put something on Game Pass, they're going to do the same thing. We don't want this game showing up somewhere else. We're not going to go spend all this money, slap your trailer on our YouTube channel, push it out on Twitter, create an Xbox Wire blog. We're not going to do all that, and then you go throw the game somewhere else. Go throw the game on PS Plus. I guarantee you, marketing contracts with Xbox are identical. If it's going to hit Game Pass, if it's going to be on our ecosystem and we're the ones marketing it, you're not putting it on PS Plus. That's contrary to our interests. That's so pedestrian and basic. It just doesn't square with your tribalistic narrative. It's so pedestrian. It's so readily understood. Like, it's painful to have to explain this. So it's embarrassing for me to have to explain this. But a lot of times, that's what these conferences are. They're navigating the marketing. They are. You want to see? I'll show you. I'm going to show you something that's real familiar. There's a real familiar image floating around, right? And whenever this image gets pulled up right now, it gets pulled up for very different reasons than the reasons that I'm going to pull up this image. Because everybody pulls up this image to talk about what didn't happen or what didn't make it, okay? But I'm going to pull up this image... Because we're going to see just how heavily this here and these marketing deals lean on third party. Do you want to count how many third party games are on here? Do you want to do it? 
Do you want to count how many third-party games are leaning on Game Pass? Do you want to do it? Do you want to be consistent? You're going to be probably pretty shocked that this showcase last year by Xbox, this showcase that said all these games coming the next 12 months, all these games coming to Game Pass, look how heavily they lean on third party. Newsflash, genius, the gaming world leans on third party. It runs on third party. None of this takes away from my irritation with Sony's showcase. None of this takes away from the fact that PlayStation should have had more first-party presence at their showcase. But if you want to sit here and act like leaning on third-party is a problem, then I guess you better take issue with Xbox as well. Because both sides are leaning heavily on third-party. It's literally part of the business. So what you're saying is Game Pass is great value? It is a great value. I've always told people it's one of the best game va- it's one of the best values in gaming. It's a literal steal. What I'm trying to draw your attention to is is that the industry is always going to lean heavily on third party and this is where I think PlayStation made a fatal mistake. PlayStation knows this. Xbox knows this. Both of them realize when we do a showcase, we're going to show way more third party than first party. That's just how it is. PlayStation knowing this, as I said, they should have balanced it out. They shouldn't have leaned so heavily in one direction. Because to Xbox's credit... There's good spacing here of first-party property. You got Grounded, then you got Scorn, you got High on Life, you've got Flight Sim, you got Halo, you see? Pentiment, Redfall, Starfield, Forza Motorsport. See, they spaced out. There's good first-party spaced out throughout that image. That's the mistake that Sony made. Sony's showcase was just like indie, 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 third, 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 and they were like, Here's a CGI trailer from a first-party studio. Here's another CGI trailer from a first-party studio. Okay? We don't know what that is. I, I don't know what that game is. I don't, that, that, that game that opened up the showcase? I don't have any clue what that game is. You're saying basics of business makes it not blocking. You keep an uh, excuse for Sony... And count the first parties because Xbox has more and third parties for Game Pass, so why wouldn't they push them? They're having a hard time typing sentences that make any sense. It's not excusing Sony. I'm explaining to you the basics of business because both sides have marketing contracts with games, and those marketing contracts will stipulate where the game can go and how it can go there. It's not some controversial headline. PlayStation, play... PlayStation pays money to keep games off Game Pass. That's just not true. It's it's a lie. It's not the lack of first party from the Sony showcase that's bad. Well, what did you not like about it? I I was excited. Listen. If if you have every system like I do, the showcase just fell kind of flat. It's like, I can get those games anywhere. I, I can get those games anywhere. 
if you only own a PS5, if that's where you game, if that's where you buy games, this is a great year for you. There's tons of games coming. It's 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 like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll buy I'll buy half of those. <clears throat> I'm sure another Shadow Drop will hype up the Xbox fans. I actually think Shadow Dropping and Game Pass are like just a happy marriage. I think that's a good idea for Xbox to make that a part of their showcases. Dragon's Dogma 2 and Metal Gear did it for me. I wonder if there's an extra deals with those games, says Lion. Yeah, I don't know. I can't get any info on Dragon's Dogma 2 and where it's landing. Metal Gear is multi-platform, so it looks like Sony just secured marketing rights. Eugene says, if all of those games release in the next 18 months, it's a heck of a showcase, third and first party. Oh, you mean the lack of first party is bad. Nobody's saying Xbox doesn't have third party. The point is the Xbox showcase shows Xbox games, not majority multiplats. That's not worth a two-year wait. That's been the entire point of my monologue and show today, KT to GOAT. See, you guys want to run this narrative that I'm a Sony pony and I defend Sony and, oh, I'm just doing damage control. I literally said what you just said 18 different times today. After we waited this long, this was unacceptable. After we waited this long, the absence of first party was not the right call. I don't just disagree with what they did. I criticize it. I'm like, this was not a good idea. You basically disappointed so many fans that have been waiting for two years. I've not once sat here in the chair today and been like, yeah, it was totally fine. It was good what they did. No. I ended the showcase yesterday. I didn't even sugarcoat it. I'm like, I don't know what the frick that was, but that wasn't phase two. That wasn't phase two of anything. I literally ended the showcase. I said, it was a good video game showcase. It was not a good PlayStation showcase. You literally just put in chat what I've been saying for two hours. You just, you have. I'm telling you, I, I firmly believe this. These, these smear merchants out here, bro. They convince you who I am and what I'm about because they don't want you to watch me. Why? Superior product, baby. That's what it comes down to. I, I, I've had I've had numerous people come in here and say, "Bro, I got the wrong idea about you. I spent a week here, and I you are not the guy they said you were." I've had so many people say that lately. I have comments on videos saying that. You're out here buying into some narrative about me because they don't want you to watch me. They don't. Don't watch that guy. He's a Sony pony. He'll defend anything. Look at this 10-second clip that I edited. Uh Uh-huh. You sound scared. Thank you for a $2 tip, Mario. Stop capping for these companies, people. Demand better. If there was one thing that I enjoyed on Twitter last night is that every single PlayStation account that's like super pro PlayStation, they were not defending the showcase. They were like, we demand better. That was subpar. That was trash. I've watched Lono for almost a year. Lono is truly a pony. That's just not true. It just isn't. 
It isn't. And I'm so tired of defending against it that just I don't want you here. You here with the purple badge spreading and peddling some nonsense. This is your last day here. We're, we are quite literally better off without you. The quality here rises with your exodus. I want you to feel that. Go hang out somewhere else. You're a negative here. I'm not saying the showcase as a showcase was great, says Eugene, but if all those games do in fact release in the next 18 months, no one's going to care that the showcase wasn't a good showcase. He was kidding? He has called me a pony for the last 20 minutes. I don't think he was kidding. Can you carry me through Wrath? I'm a Void Hunter. I don't know who's saying that you're grifting for Sony on this. I've not seen you defend Sony at all today on basically any front. Take a joke much? He has been calling me a pony for the last 20 minutes. I'll unhide him. If he wants to say it was a joke, fine. But that was like the seventh comment from him. That was like the seventh comment from him. You're on damage control. You're damage controlling. He said that like three times. You can't tell me I'm damage controlling for the showcase, then call me a pony and be like, it was just a prank, bro. I've only been watching for a few weeks. I found him to be among the most level-headed people on YouTube talking about games. I appreciate that. Like, I just, I'm telling you, that's what it comes down to. I said this yesterday. I said this yesterday. I had 500 followers on Twitter, and I had a blow up on Twitter because of my Activision Blizzard coverage. That's what happened. I I went from 500 followers to, you know, 2,700 followers. I gained like 2,000 followers on Twitter because of my Activision Blizzard coverage. I had a couple of clips go crazy. I leaned into it. I clipped some stuff and threw it up there. I'm sitting over here. Before all that Activision stuff happens, I got 25,000 subscribers. We're having a great time. We're covering games. We're having, we're, we're enjoying ourselves. And all, and all you tribalists want to bring this crap to my doorstep. That's why I bounce you. We, we were having a perfectly fine time before you showed up with your tribalism. Imori with 20 months. Been busy. Haven't been able to watch recently. Coming in and share the love. Thank you, Imori. East Coast Overlord with 19 months. The platform Lono has hated on the most is PC. I'm PC only and I've been here for years. People should pay attention. And I don't even hate on PC. I just don't like it. I don't. It's annoying. I always get annoyed when I mess with PC. I always have problems. Lono hasn't damage controlled on this at all. This is the least positive I've seen Lono be towards Sony in a while. He's definitely not defending them for this showcase. You called out Sony for a poor showcase, but your speculation as to why it makes you look like a shill, even if it's not intentional. Why does it make me look like a shill, Plumleys? What isn't it interesting to speculate why they did what they did? Don't you want to know why they did what they did? Don't you? So we wait for two years for Sony to talk, and that's what we got, and no one asks the question why? You're not even the least bit interested. You're not interested in to be like, why in the world did they do that? 
That doesn't even make any sense. It. I ended the show and I literally couldn't believe it. I was like, "What? Why would you do that? Why would that be your choice? It didn't. It didn't make any sense at all." Why does wondering why the world works the way it works being a shill? Yo, behemoth! This guy being true to his name, that's a monster! 48 members on the J, he drops a 20 gifted member bomb on the chat. That's massive. That's massive. Eugene says that's straight up fascist thinking right like I'm going to disagree on that as well Lono speculations on Sony's choices do tend to bend more toward positive possibilities and that's not been the case this time he was not giving them any um I don't know where the rest of your comment is he's not giving them any I don't know what room excuses whatever defending Sony and analyzing what happened and predicting is not the same thing Lono hasn't defended the bad showcase not giving them any charitability right like if sony's mindset was we're going to undercut what microsoft can do we're going to show a bunch of third-party platforms we're going to sandbag because we're in the lead i i don't agree with that at all i don't think that's the right call i don't i don't think that's a good thing yo 49 out of 50 members thank you catwalk all right let, let's 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 do a thought experiment if some guy rode his car through four or five lawns and he's never done anything like that before, I have no reason to think this guy's a reckless driver. And I try to come up with the reasons to why would he do this? And I say, well, maybe there was something in the road that caused him to swerve. Why on earth would you defend this man driving through someone's yard? I'm 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 not attempting to defend it. I'm attempting to understand what in the world happened. Why would this guy do this? Why would he drive his car through three yards? I've never seen him do anything like that before. What? Trying to understand what in the world Sony's doing is not me defending it. I'm trying to understand why in the world they thought this was a good idea. K.Cole helps us hit the 50 bomb right there. I now owe you guys 10 members. I'll give you a member count in just a second. If you're going to spend money for a handheld, why not get one you can use everywhere? The Q will have a small market. It's low-key, maybe the worst thing Sony's made in my opinion, but PlayStation fans will buy it. I still think that thing is going to sell like crazy in Japan. Basically coping. It's not. How is it coping if I'm still angry and still saying it was a stupid decision? You're using a word, Amos, that you know has pull and punch because you're weak. Like you can't argue. That's just a weak man's imitation of strength. You're like, well, I know coping really has punch on the Internet, so I'm going to say it's coping, bro. Coping would be me attempting to accept it or, or, or say it was okay. I'm like, it wasn't okay. If this was your reasoning, I don't agree with it. I don't care what your reasoning is ultimately because I don't agree with your decision. Trying to understand the reasoning is not cope. You don't understand the word that you're using. You just come in here and, and, and always tow the, tow the Xbox line. It's annoying. Freaking NPC, bro. Rodrigo takes it to 51. I'm having trouble typing. 
51 out of 75. Rodrigo, the agent of chaos, says, no, we're not going to sit at 50 out of 50. Does Sony have anything to show? My theory on that is they don't want to show anything that's not coming quickly. That's what it seems like to me. It seems like their strategy was let's show everything that's coming in the next 18 months. Anything beyond that window, let's not say a word about it. I don't know why they changed their strategy. They didn't do that when they showed Wolverine trailer, the cinematic trailer, when they showed the Spider-Man 2 cinematic trailer in 2021. That got everybody excited. I, I, I have no idea why they pivoted from that strategy. My attempt to understand it is they're playing from the lead position. They did all that in 2021 because that was early in the life of the console. It creates hype. It fosters demand. I got to get a PS5. Those titles are going to be awesome. They set the projections. They set the trajectory. Here we are in 2023. They're on pace to pass the PlayStation 4. So what do they do? Uh, We don't need to do that anymore. We, we, We don't need to do that anymore. We already did that. Do you understand the point that I'm making? It's like in 2021, the strategy was cast a long vision for the PS5. When they did the PS5 reveal, they showed like 26 titles. When they show Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine, they're casting this long vision for the platform. And then yesterday, they're like, we don't need to do that. We don't need to do that. We don't need to cast a long vision. Look at our sales projections of hardware. No, we can sandbag now. Do you see? Like, I think it's a terrible decision. You, I think you keep going. I think you keep casting that long vision. I think you keep telling us what's coming down the line. I, th- that's what I want as the consumer. I didn't get it. And I was irritated. But they cast a, vision, a pretty good vision for VR. They, pass, they cast a pretty good vision for hardware. You know, you got the earbuds and a, and a portable. But they didn't cast a long vision for games. They had games in the pipeline then. <laughs> I, You guys are so desperate. I'm just going to say it, bro. You're so desperate for them to be as bad as Xbox. Like, that's what it is. You're like, yeah, Xbox has been struggling. We got very little in 2022. 10, now what, 11 games didn't make it from the, hey, you're going to get these games in the next 12 months. And you didn't get about half of them. You didn't get 11 of them. And you're hoping that PlayStation's in the same boat. PlayStation told us during the webcast what they're going to do. Two or more major releases a year. If that's not them saying we're sandbagging, I don't know what else to tell you. They're sandbagging. They're like, yeah, we'll do two. We'll do two major releases a year. What's Microsoft saying? Microsoft's saying one big AAA every quarter. Well, they have to play catch up because they said that a couple of years ago and they haven't done that. So if Microsoft starts doing one big AAA a quarter, that's playing catch up. That's what they're going to do. They're like, oh yeah, well we're, you know we're getting one a quarter and you aren't. But PlayStation has so many studios working on so many projects. Like, oh, they don't have any games in the pipeline. Okay, but do you honestly think Wolverine was in the pipeline when they showed the trailer? Yo, thank you, Jay Chris, for coming back in as a VIP. 
depends on the live service games or the major releases. Yeah, that's true. That's true, Cliffo. I think the major releases are from their major studios. Insomniac, Santa Monica, Gorilla, Naughty Dog. Like, even some of their smaller studios like Housemark, I would think they would consider those to be major releases because they're fostering those studios, growing them, probably investing in those projects. That's what I said yesterday. Why show a game that's not ready to be shown? Well, and that's my... that th- here th- When the people say that, Scott Free, there were people like trying to defend the showcase. And I was like, they're like, oh, they're not going to show games unless they're ready to be shown. I was like, how does a CGI trailer communicate to me that your game's ready to be shown? I didn't see anything. Oh, I didn't see anything. I told Lono to ignore chat. He won't listen. Folks are definitely clipping this. Okay. You guys in chat, I know your heart's in the right place, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the back and forth. I'm going to have the debate. The the, the parasites of the platform, the bottom feeders, they're going to do it no matter what I do. No matter how guarded I try to be for a two and a half hour long broadcast, they're going to find something. I don't care. You understand that the more content they make that references me and talks about me, you understand that doesn't hurt me, right? It doesn't hurt me. Their audiences are likely never going to watch me, and I'm not interested in interacting with their audiences because they, they gobble up the bottom of the barrel. They, 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 they drink toxicity. That's the content they consume. Like, they're doing me a favor. They're not hurting me at all. You're keeping me relevant, homie. Like, I, I don't care. Make as many videos as you want. Yeah, the back and forth is part of the brand. I'm going to debate with people. I'm going to say stuff. I'm going to bring spice. I don't care. Spider-Man 2 PS5 looks graphically very underwhelming compared to what Insomniac is normally capable of, especially compared to Rift Apart. That I don't agree with. I don't know where people are coming with that one. I went and watched that trailer at 4K full screen, and I was like, bro. Like, (laughs) I don't know what people were talking about. Now, yes, during live streams, during live streams, I genuinely think trailers like that never land as strong as they do when they just publish them at 4K. I went back and watched it at 4K, and I was like, I don't know what people are talking about. This is incredible. This is, this looks phenomenal. I I just, the speed, the lighting, the textures, the animations, the symbiote animations... It all, it, I, I don't know what people are talking about. I'm like, this looks amazing. It's going to, listen, people said the, the, it's, it's identical. It's so rehearsed. It's so rehearsed that it's tired. People said the same thing about Horizon Forbidden West when it debuted. Doesn't look any better than the last game. Yeah. You sound dumb. Get your eyes checked, and then the games come out, comparison breakdowns happen, and it's miles better than the last game. God of War Ragnarok, same thing. There's a there's a video of me on the tickety talk, seven million views, pointing out that God of War Ragnarok on PS5 looks better than God of War 2018 with all the settings cranked on a PC. 
and people are like, this guy's an idiot, of course it looks better. Do you want to know why I was making such a brain-dead argument? Because I had people in the chat that were like, God of War Ragnarok doesn't look any better than God of War 2018. Like, this is so... This has happened every single time. This has happened every single time one of these games is revealed. Forbidden West was decried as didn't look any better. Uh, God of War Ragnarok was decried as doesn't look any better than God of War 2018. And here we are again. Yep, Spider-Man 2 doesn't look any better than Spider-Man. Sure, right, yep, uh uh-huh, I bet. Can't wait for all of the breakdowns and comparisons to come out that prove you wrong. Thanks for saying the same thing you said the last three times. Do you have anything else to say, you NPC? Like, do you have anything else to contribute to the conversation? Like, the same thing every time. Doesn't look any better! Uh Uh-huh. Uh, what's, what's this person saying? Spider-Man 2 was a terrible showcase. Yet, this looks amazing, but it's not a game. It's a QTA, QTE Fiesta. The game just plays itself. Players want to play the game, not watching a movie. Okay. <clears throat> you understand that sequences like that are not the entire game. So, Spider-Man 1 opens up in similar fashion. It's very quick time event heavy. Why? It's the opening thing. It's the opening cinematic. You're setting the stage for the game. It's epic, right? I'll be the first one to say, I think quick time events get a little long in the tooth. I do. I, I, I get annoyed by them. I do. I'm like, come on. How many quick time events can we have? But this is, this is as far as we can tell how they kickstarted. They did the same thing with Kingpin in the first game. You kick off with all these cinematics. You're chasing, you're chasing, you're in the building, down through the building, out of the building, helicopter this, flying here, you know, sailing there. Same thing. And then once you get into the game, that's not what's happening. You're not just playing quick time event. So you're being disingenuous and cherry picking if you are like, oh, that game's just going to be a bunch of quick time events. Like, that's clearly not the case, and you probably know it. A $2 tip from Newtonian. Six out of 10, I think Sony just don't have stuff ready yet. How can you criticize a sequel if you aren't intimately familiar with the first game? Right. Was the QTE events the only thing they saw? Yeah, they showcased everything. They showcased Spider-Man's new abilities with the symbiote. I thought that looked incredible. I thought the animations were fluid. I thought they were crisp. I thought they looked very, very good. Then they showed Miles doing his new traversal, practically flying through the city. They talk about in a blog post we're going to look at here in a moment how they're harnessing the SSD to make that possible. The speed with which Miles is flying through New York is a technical achievement that people are going to just overlook because we're so dadgum spoiled like compare how fast he's moving through the city in that trailer to how fast you move through the city in the previous game it is it oh my gosh it's unbelievably different like you're again you're just ignorant if you think oh it just looks like the last game go web swing through new york as fast as you can in the last game and then watch that dadgum trailer miles is like iron man 
just like like flying really fast through the city then they show miles new stealth abilities then they show miles new combat abilities then they show miles walking through an area to show off the new lighting the new textures the new graphical fidelity then they show some quick time events then they show scope of environments they go from here to there to there to water to jet skis to landing in the water to skiing and being pulled by some robot thing they showed you a wide gamut of all the things that are going to be in the in the game. It was an amazing showcase. They showed everything. You got you got to see it all. New abilities for both guys, new traversal, new stealth. Both of them got in new t- new types of fights, and then you got to see new graphical intensity with the lighting and the shadows and the textures when he was sneaking through that area. <coughs> When one of the QTE events transition you to a completely different playable character with a new set of abilities and gameplay style and mechanics, uh, and yes, go off. Yeah, I just it wasn't it wasn't just QTEs. It wasn't just a bunch of quick time events. They showed suburbs too. Yeah, they showed like, oh yeah, you're going to be in new areas, suburbs, which is probably why they had to give you new traversal options. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't be like high rise swinging in the suburbs. So they had to give you forward momentum options, which I think is a really good decision because I, I'll be honest with you, I really wasn't looking forward to swinging through New York again. It, it gets kind of slow. It gets kind of long in the tooth. After a full playthrough of Spider-Man, you're like, okay, enough's enough. You know, it takes you a while to get everywhere. The Miles HUD at the end had a very Spider-Verse look to it. It was a nice touch. Here's the problem with the Spider-Man showcase, though. I was so annoyed. <laughs> I was so annoyed with the showcase up to that point. It took me a minute to warm up to the trailer. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, this showcase sucked. I literally said in the middle of the Spider-Man showcase, I was like, I'm not going to forget what just happened. I'm still mad. Like, I was excited to see Spidey, but I was still irritated. Like, I'm not going to forget what you just did for the last hour. Yeah, there was one, there was, no, I think there was two. There was at least two quick time events. I think there was two. They're pretty lengthy. It's kind of a mixture of quick time event and non-quick time event when you are like skiing it's kind of like a quick time event because like you're skiing and then like the lizard guy's jumping up and like you're getting out of the way. I, I think that's fine. Those are like little arcade moments. It's like a little mini arcade game. I think that stuff's fun. You don't want to just run around in fisticuffs the whole time. You want to kind of have some big epic moments. That's kind of the point of a game like that. <clears throat> I actually have a whole video about all the gameplay details of Spider-Man. I do. I do. If you guys want to push this to 75, you have a few minutes to do so. I'm going to get us ready for that. There's a bunch, a bunch of details about Spidey, and boy, oh boy, does it sound good. I kind of wanted to save that for the upload today because I knew we were going to be kind of miffed about the showcase. Um, What are we doing with this? Hang on. I can't remember. What do we call this? Uh, Spider-Man 2 gameplay details. Spider-Man 2 Gameplay Debrief. I can't spell. Debrief. 
It's good to be a member. It's good to be a member. You should consider becoming a member right now or gifting some members. Let's take some more people with us. I end up gifting the members I owe you in the premiere. It gives you the maximum amount of time to gift members. So right now I owe you 10. I would owe you 15. Uh, I would owe you 15 if we, uh, if we in fact end up with uh, 75. Hang on. It was cool, but I got bored after five minutes. I feel like the Spider-Man spotlight was way too long. I just think they know what they're doing with that kind of property. Like, when you show that much gameplay, you give people... You you really, really do. You give people a lot uh, to, to come over in the coming weeks, right? They can... They can talk about the gameplay, they can talk about the new abilities, they can talk about the new traversal, the bigger map, the uh, the new villain, you know, Craven. I don't know. I think they did a really good job of giving you a very, very broad showcase of like, here's everything that's coming. You know, here's everything you're going to get to do. Uh, what's today? The 25th? Hmm. I'm going to set this for four minutes from now. I don't want to wait until 1230. Um, redirect to... Whoops. Redirect to that. Save. Edit Premiere. Calm. Redirect that today at 1215. That's four minutes. You guys have four minutes if you want to push... Uh, if you want to push the the member count any higher... I, like I said, I will gift the members when we get over into this upload. There's a blog post that I walk through that has all of the details about what these guys have now, their abilities, uh, the traversal. I think it looks really, really exciting. Like, as I said, when the dust settled on all of this, right? When the dust settled on all of this, we really do have a great year coming in gaming. As a PlayStation fan, as somebody looking forward to the showcase, I can't justify it. I can't defend it. I just you've you've got to think about your first party presence to balance out just how many indies and third parties you had there. You you leaned way too heavy on third party and indies, even if it was strategic to like undercut Microsoft, if it was strategic to undercut the rest of the showcases. I don't really care about that. That doesn't matter to me. You guys that are watching over there on Kick, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you to come over to YouTube. I'm gonna cut that one off. Uh, as you guys can come over to 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 the main channel, Kick's ingest servers just absolutely blow. I drop so many frames when I stream over there. Venom's taking over Peter in that gameplay. Yeah, I mean, we could definitely speculate about where that's going to head because he's getting more and more aggressive as time goes on. I I think that could lead to some really cool things. Like maybe we end up playing as Venom for a certain portion of the game because you already have the symbiote abilities. You just make him a little bit bigger and he starts talking different. But they wouldn't take the abilities away. I talk about that in the upload that we're getting ready to go to. As a console player, PlayStation or Xbox will be very happy. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Dragon's Dogma, ETC. Bigger map? Yeah, I, I mentioned bigger map. If he'll lose the black suit at some point, 
I just don't see them taking the suit away. They're going to give you a whole new suite of abilities and then you lose them at some point. I just, I don't, I don't think so. I, that would be so awkward to all of a sudden be like, yeah, you don't have any of your abilities. You know, I feel like he's going to learn to harness them and use them. So I owe you guys 10 members. I'm going to put a link in the chat and I'm going to send you guys over uh, to this to this uh, this showcase, uh, this premiere, I'm sorry, and then I'm going to hang out with members. Do me a favor and smash the like button on this video before we leave. There's over 700 of you here. I guarantee you a lot of you haven't hit like yet. When we go over to this new video, leave a comment on it, hit the like button. It helps the video kind of come out with a bang and start strong. Uh, you can always loop back to these live streams as well. Leave a comment. What'd you think of my coverage? What'd you think of the monologue? That helps this video when we're no longer live. So I'm going to put some links in the chat. Click that link and head to the new video. As soon as you get over there, smash the like button. And then when that video is done, we're going to hang out with members. If you're not a member, go watch this premiere. You might get one. I wait until the final moment so that way you guys can maximize the member goal. I'll see you over there in that premiere. I'll give some members and then we will uh, we'll talk about it all in a members-only debrief after that premiere. I'll see you guys over there in the Spider-Man chat. Everybody gets to go.